This is Tongyong on your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. T. Green. <laughs> Do we have anybody else here with us? Yeah, there's uh, Casey Schreffler. Let me just so yell loud. over it. Oh, here we go. Right. I'm Sean Sullivan. <laughs> We've only done this like 30 times. <laughs> and, well, joining us today, born and raised in Queens, New York, the magnificently prodigious Michael Pappas. Oh, what a beautiful intro. Thank you. I'm ha- really happy to be here, Josh. So, Mike, you are from the Rogue One podcast, a podcast for winners. And yeah. uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike, for uh, all our listeners who don't know who you are, even though I'm, I'm guessing most of them do. Well, I'm born and raised in Queens, New York. That's probably the first thing you should know. Um, I uh, I grew up here most of my life, actually all my life, met my wife here. Um, First time I saw Star Wars was 1983 on uh, CBS, uh, the first time it was shown on TV. My dad was super excited to show it to me. Um, From then, you can imagine, um, that's another rabbit hole that, you know, if you know me, you you went down. If not, uh, (laughs) we can bring it up at some point. Um, And uh, I've been on Rogue One, uh, Star Wars podcast for winners. Uh, since 2006, March of 2016, we're about to hit our 200th episode next week. Um, the show is hosted by uh, the infamous Johnny Grasso, who is a personality on MakingStarWars.net. Um, now this is podcasting podcast since 2014. And also Mr. Hawes Burkhart, who um, is the host of Blue Harvest podcast and is now guest on every other damn podcast you could possibly imagine. No, and known to man. Doing yeah. in-person um, interviews with Steel Saunders uh, from Steel Wars and is becoming just a really good uh, influencer in the Star Wars podcasting community. Uh, but uh, yeah, me, I got a dog named Jackson. I got married last year to a beautiful woman named Jennifer. And uh, we just bought our first house. And uh yeah, I mean, I'm just learning how to do this adult thing while still trying to be a kid. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, congrats on all of that, man. Being married's fun. I don't know. I don't know anything about buying a house. I, I, I imagine New York is probably just as bad as L.A. But goodness gracious, yeah, I, c- come to the Midwest. It's a little cheaper out here. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> well, we don't live in New York City. We live like in the fucking. I don't want. I I can't say boondocks. That's that's not really the the appropriate. <laughs> The appropriate uh, uh, word for that, but we're like you know thirty miles out of, of Manhattan, um, and it's it sucks, man. It's the same as L.A., Casey. It's the same shit. Yeah, it's stupid. I, like I could have I could have paid for a house in Michigan three or four times over from what I paid in rent out here. Yeah, in the last eight years, it sucks. But you know what? It, that's where my uh, industry is. Like, there's no jobs in my industry at least yet. In the Midwest, if there are, I'd be happy to move there, you know? And that's the same ballpark I'm in too, man. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's nothing for me in uh, Farmville, Michigan. Sean, you're so. going to get us all jobs at uh, Marathon? 
hook us up, man. Heck yeah, man. Come on <laughs> down to big old Finley, Ohio, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. Good, good. <laughs> well, boys, we are here to talk about Star Wars, and um, there's been quite what? a bit of, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to, we could talk about something. I mean, anybody watch The Witcher or? Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How Dude, about I didn't come we- on your how podcast. About that weather? How about weather? <laughs> What's that, Mikey? I was going to say the one time you had me on your podcast, we're not talking about the fucking Witcher, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Star Wars. Hey, you are the one that told me to uh, play The Witcher. So, it's yeah. a good game. It is a good game. It is good. Still haven't played it yet, but uh, man, <laughs> the, wife, the wife got me Red Dead for, for my birthday. So, I just get caught up on that. Real good game. But, uh, Guys, there's uh, even though episode nine just came out and we're kind of coming to a quote unquote standstill when it comes to the movies in Star Wars, there's a lot of Star Wars news. Um, so one of the things being there's a there's a comic out right now that takes place. It took the place of the Star Wars comic uh, for the mainline comic, and it it's now taking place between episodes five and six. And there's been a well, there's been a lot of burning questions from the. Uh, the sequel trilogy that haven't been answered yet really but one of them was how in the heck did Maz Kanata get a hold of Luke Skywalker's lightsaber well I think that's a good story for another time (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so uh in this comic we see uh it's basically directly after the events of episode five and Lando pretty much tells Luke like hey you're a Jedi I want to get back on Cloud City and Luke's like, man, I, I really don't want to go back there. And Lando pretty much tells him, like, didn't you lose your lightsaber back there? It's like one of the rarest pieces of equipment known to the galaxy right now. Don't you want to get that back? And Luke's like, man, my, you know, he chopped off my hand. It fell. And Lando tells him, basically, I know Cloud City like the back of my hand. And I can find your lightsaber. I know where it'll end up. But we see that Luke kind of gets a vision at this point. And in this vision, he sees that somebody actually caught the lightsaber as it was falling. Um, Can I guess? Yes. Please guess. It's got to be fucking Lobot. <laughs> you think it's because, Lobot? Because, yeah, because fucking Lando and Lobot are like butt buddies, and he could talk to him, I feel like, <laughs> at any time. So if he's, if he's hanging out with Luke Skywalker somewhere on, on a fucking uh, Calamari cruiser or the Med Frigate, he's probably like, yo, Lobot, my man. Like, my boy lost his saber. Like, go fucking pick it up because it fell down that one shaft, you know, where that shit went down. Now, you see, what if it's Ugnolty? Could be an Ugnot. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Ugnolty. Ugnolty. We've never seen Lobot's arms, but I'm willing to place a large sum of money on the size of this guy's forearm does not match what I imagine Lobot's forearm to be. Oh, my bad. I I wasn't looking at my screen. Oh, shit. Lobot could be jacked. You don't know. (laughs) Yeah, hey. So what are we looking at here? What am I? This, so this is, is apparently the guy who. Yeah, this person. is from the comic strip. So, oh, shit. but here we have it. So like literally there's Luke's hand. So it couldn't have been Lobot because Lobot at this point was helping them escape, right? Lobot was, uh, Lobot was taking commands from his little uh, headset, but just more intense of a headset than what we have um, to, help Lando and Han and them escape. So this guy, it looks like was standing directly below the battle, Luke's hands falling down. And we even see this guy's talking to Luke here. He says, Skywalker, 
uh, follow what? your destiny. So he literally caught it on its way down. This is present time of like, I'm your father moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. What? Like, like he was communicating to Luke in that moment. Well, oh, well, I think it's supposed to be like a vision. Luke is seeing this in a vision. Okay. But he was, this guy was present there at that moment to catch the lightsaber as the hand flew by. Right there. Who would that, who would that be at that time frame though? Well, I, mean, I don't think it's anybody that we know because well, if you if you look at I mean if you if you think about it though we know that Maz Kanata has been running that watering hole for a thousand years, and she's in tune with the Force on some level to where you know, she understands it and respects it. Maybe she's probably not Force sensitive, but it's not outrageous to say that she might have harbored, like as far as safety goes, some Force sensitive people because to catch something like that, are you kidding me? That yeah. takes I mean, he looks like he's a Jedi. Those are Jedi garbs. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. like, the garbs. Uh, I'm going to just go off a whim, and I'm probably wrong, and I put $20 on it. I'm going to say Quinlan Voss because he's not dead yet yeah. in canon. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, to, to be at the right place at the right time is, is, an, is an understatement for this. Just, I mean, you, somebody you, had to know what was going on just to be there. You just gave T a massive boner. That's his, like, favorite. Sal's a good friend of mine on um, Now I'm Just Podcasting, and I'm a big fan of Quinlan, too. Yeah, T and Sal are, uh, yeah, right now they yeah. just, they just, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> no. Quinlan, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Quinlan Boss is, like, my all-time favorite character right now, so. Yeah, dude. Dark Disciple is one of my favorite books. Uh, well, in Star exactly. Wars. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when I introduced T to uh, like Dark Disciple and Quinlan Voss and stuff, and he's like, man, Quinlan Voss is legit and everything. And when, when I was showing him like Quinlan Voss, like half the stuff I showed him was sale. Just cosplaying as Quinlan. Oh, dude, it's still sick, man. And I hate that, that in Clone Wars, like Filoni made him like a surf sup dude because mm-hmm. the book portrays him like, was it Christy Golden? No, it's the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just portrays him as such a cooler Jedi, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys want to hear my super tinfoil hat theory about who this could be? And it's basically based off of just this one image we have here. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Don't even just take the time period out, out of your, out of your head. If you were to just see this image of the lightsaber being caught by somebody that had a hand that looked like that, who's the first person you think of? Anakin? Uh, yeah, Anakin Skywalker, yeah. Ooh, Anakin? I would say that. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking I'm thinking Luke Skywalker. Single black glove on the right hand. Well, we don't see his other Luke, hand. Luke, so. Luke caught his own lightsaber. <laughs> I mean Well, I think Josh is saying like it like pretend that nobody's anywhere at this point. Who's catching that? Looking at the arm, right? Right, just looking at the arm. That's the first thing that popped out to me, like wearing a black glove. on. I mean, we know Luke Skywalker wears a black glove on his hand. And, I mean, the build of that guy and stuff could be Luke Skywalker. Now, time travel has been introduced in the Star Wars galaxy, the world between worlds from Rebels. But basically, it's like, it seems like you can't stay in time. Like, you can step through. So Luke could have literally just, like, stuck his hand through, caught the lightsaber, and got it follow your destiny maybe he has a vision knows somebody's going to need it knows that the lightsaber is calling to somebody else gives it to mas Kanata. you know who else it looks like ben solos Ooh, yeah, who, could be. yeah who we've known has already 
touched world worlds between worlds with through Ray, with Ray, but we don't know if that was the first time. And and, and he was very adamant in the movies about the lightsaber, that lightsaber being his. Ooh, ooh, I like that, Mikey. Yeah, I like I, I like that theory. I could get on board with that one. I yeah. could too. Yeah. Yes, I'm hoping this was the end of this issue. It just ended with some mask, like some dark hooded figure catching it and saying, follow your destiny. So, uh, but hey, this has been a big question in the Star Wars uh, universe. And we've been talking about this for a while, guys. Like uh, now that the movies are done, the saga is done, we can fill in some of these gaps now. We can figure out how Maz got the lightsaber. But Yeah, uh, I, think, I think most of that's going to be done through literature. Like right. we're seeing here. Yeah, literature, comics. But uh yeah, there's always there's always more, you know. Like uh our buddy Chad would you know, you know, loves that uh, no matter where you look in the Star Wars galaxy, basically there's a backstory to everybody. Which makes sense though. I don't know why he hates the fact that everything has to have a reason for happening. It's it's literally a universe full of people who are alive, just like ours. Like I don't wear your shoes. Josh, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know shoes. I, I don't know what you experience day to day. You have a com- you see through two completely different eyes than I do. And it's not outrageous to think that in a world as big as Star Wars that other people do too. And with the amount of books and and movies and TV shows and comics and stuff that's out there, it's it's outrageous to think that people can't have their own lives within that universe. It just, it just sounds stupid to me. It makes it smaller instead of bigger. Yeah, fill in the gaps. I mean, we're going to have these gaps being filled in for years, though, right? I mean, we, if we have the Obi-Wan show, that's going to be years more of gap filling in the in the Skywalker saga. So we've got a lot to look forward to, I think. Yeah. I also think that the movie-going audience consistently compares Star Wars to MCU, and you really can't because MCU is based on Earth, and it's based on superheroes who are from Earth, and then they it gets expanded to then alien life and the you know this whatever the galaxy. But Star Wars starts in a galaxy where it's already expanded, and and then it it got smaller because we we became intimate with uh, a certain uh, bunch of ragtag rebels um, and some with superior powers that had some spirituality that we wanted to explore. But George's whole thing was serialized. It was like here's fucking this dude. He's Darth Vader. He's the fucking the fucking Hitler of the galaxy. You don't need to know shit right now. You just need to know that's who he is. Here's his boss, the fucking old mean guy who looks like your fucking, the worst old uncle you've ever had in your fucking life was a drinking problem. You don't need to know anything else. But then because we, we were spoiled with MCU up until the sequel trilogy, like everything needs to be so detailed. It needs to be so um, taken apart. And I feel like even in, in, the, in the prequel trilogy, we didn't need to know about fucking Kit Fisto's backstory or Plo Koon's right. backstory. Yo, how does Plo Koon just wear a mask like all the time? I, anyway, I'm just throwing shit out there. But like we just became so, what's the word? It's probably because of social media, but we became so fucking detailed on yeah, everything we, we need needed to details. know. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't like that. And this generation doesn't realize that. Yeah, like back, we talked about this a while ago, back... Uh... Grab that action figure for me up there, right on top of the Star Wars Lego thing. Um, the big one. Yeah. Nope. The one underneath. It. I don't know. I I like that though. I like that. It go, you can go as deep as you want, right? I mean, you don't have to read all the extended universe on every single <clears throat> little character's backstory, but you can. It's there. That's cool. Yeah. Like well, back all in that. the day, there wasn't. Go ahead, Mikey. No, no, no. I just want to say I love that. I absolutely love it. 
Yeah, like like back in the day when we had the original trilogy, and like we were talking about in Rogue One last week, me and Casey, Sean, Tim Q, we we grew up um, huge fans of Star Wars, but we were on like the tail end of you know the original trilogy was the first Star Wars we were introduced to. So I feel like we're like the very last of that generation. But uh, like for for example, the Emperor, like. I only knew him as the emperor and actually I was listening to one of our old podcasts, Sean, and you were surprised that Palpatine is never mentioned the, the name Palpatine is never dropped in the original trilogy. Right. And right. Yeah. So look, so looking back and I have this action figure right here, which, which Casey and Sean are familiar with. So Mikey, I know you guys are, you're, you're big into collecting. I'm not a huge collector. And this action figure is power of the force. It's the, uh, Emperor Palpatine with Force Lightning action figure. Nice. But that was episode one, though, right? Well, this came out at this. So it has an episode one flashback. So this is before episode one comes out. And, well, I think it was after episode one came out in theaters. I had yeah. seen episode one. Yeah. I loved episode one. And it said episode one flashback. And there was like an Obi-Wan Kenobi episode one flashback. I knew he was from the original trilogy, but it said Emperor Palpatine episode one flashback. And it had the little flashback thing here that showed Emperor from Return of the Jedi. And then I pulled the flashback flap down and it's Senator Palpatine. Dope. And I was like, hey, Palpatine. <laughs> so cool. Senator. Let me make this connection. <laughs> that is how I, that, that, I was standing in like our, a Meyer. Uh, which is kind of like a, a smaller Walmart for like the Midwest um, and had this revelation as like a 10 year old child that the guy who was the Senator from Naboo was going to become the emperor. And it just like blew my mind See, wide open. What, what if you just pulled it down and it just said, Sheev. Sheev. <laughs> but oh, yeah. so, so the problem is though, and it's, it's a problem and a blessing at the same time, living in the time that we do. Right. So we can go on, like when we were kids, we couldn't go online to, you know, to, to, to see if our theories were yeah, shared by true. other people and stuff like that. We couldn't yeah. do that. So it's kind of like a blessing. But the problem is with the movies nowadays, and you know, Mikey, you brought up the, uh, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, yeah. uh, one difference I think, too, with that is with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they took a lot of liberties that were different from the comics. So you have the comic universe and you have the cinematic universe. It's very different. There are things that happen in different, different versions of the story that aren't necessarily true in the cinematic universe, but you're right. That takes place in present day here. Whereas star Wars is a very different place in in a long time ago, but with the internet, a lot of times, and what we're seeing more and more again is, is the loudest people uh, are just filled with hatred. And those are the ones that you hear more often than not. Like you don't, you like, if someone's talks good about something, if you're looking at a review of a restaurant, right? (laughs) Like you're, you're probably going to look at the bad reviews. You know what I mean? Like I want to see what's bad with this place. Even if it has four, four, four point five stars, I want to see what the people said was bad about it. You know, what I mean? like those are the views that, that garnish more attention. And it's, it's so that's kind of a blessing and a curse. But at, on the other token, you have communities like our podcast, Rogue One podcast, and the Star Wars subreddit, and you can go to places where people share the love of it too which is equally as loud, which is why we have things like Star Wars Celebration, which is separate from a Comic-Con. Yeah, you got to find the sanctuaries today. Yeah, and it's, and it's tough. It, and, and it can be tough to like go through, because everyone's so 
it's it's hard to convince people of something that they believe to be true like convince something like opposite of that even even if a large portion of the demographic share the same view if if just like going back to obi-wan from a certain point of view right from a certain point of view like every everybody is right like if if you if you hate something you you okay you can hate it you can hate it i what i don't like seeing though is a lot of the people posting about just tearing everything apart like uh, this is stupid i wish it was never made i'm glad it was made like that's 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 me right that's kind of my point of view yeah it's hard to convince somebody with a preconceived notion right it that even goes to i was talking to uh a, a lawyer recently that i know and he was saying look even though in america you're innocent until proven guilty right uh he said when he's going through uh jurors when you you guys ever had uh um had to go in for uh jur- to be part of a jury I have not, I have not I haven't been on jury duty. No, I was, no I've I've never <laughs> been subpoenaed. Uh, is that is that the word summoned? Yeah, yeah, jury jury duty or whatever to summon. Um but he said like look, when I go in there one of the first questions I'll ask the people is uh go up and you know you have this case brought against somebody and he says uh if you had to decide right now is is T innocent or guilty? Is Darth Tedious is he innocent or guilty right now? Based off of what you know what you know what would your guys' answer be? Casey, Sean? I mean, I would say of what? I'd say T's a good guy, so my <laughs> assumption would be probably not, but I would want to learn more. Well, so he said that, you know, that should be that should be the assumption. Like, you should, innocent until proven guilty, like, this guy, whoever is there, should wear a shield of innocence until he's proven to be guilty by something. However, he says a lot of times... Uh, the potential jurors will be like, oh, I don't know. He, he might, you know, who knows? Like, he might be guilty because he's here, right? So he's, he's had to have done something wrong. And he's like, no. You're supposed to wear a shield of innocent until proven guilty. So if, if the juror isn't automatically like, oh, right now, innocent, 100%, he's like, get that guy out of here. Because that's, that's what, uh, you know, that's, that's how our justice system is supposed to work. Right. Well, and there's also like, so there's, there's a problem too, again, with the social media and all that stuff with, you can be considered innocent in the court of law. Like you can be completely acquitted of everything, but in the public mind, like yep. you, you are guilty in the public's perception. OJ Simpson. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty. We're not going guy. into that subject. Talk, talking about gloves. Do they fit on this guy? Because <laughs> this could be OJ. <laughs> that's what i was saying i don't know oh man but yeah so i mean just go going into everything like we have a lot of gaps to fill in i think we're going to be filling in a lot of these gaps with the comics um already with the uh rise of kylo ren we're getting some more backstory with how kylo turned to the dark side that's so good i love oh, that comic oh man so so, so what what uh i'm sorry dude Go for uh, it. No, just what what uh, episode are they up to? What's what episode? Yeah, are they two. up to issue issue okay. issue two? We gotta catch up to that shit. Cool. Issue yeah. two. We're waiting on the third, and yeah, it's, we're it's so third. good. Like you, you learn a lot of things where it's just like, whoa. Yeah, it's really changing my perspective on Kylo because he has been, like he says in episode nine, I've been every voice you've ever heard inside your head. He's been hearing these voices inside his head since he was a child. Yeah, which we discussed what, last. Yeah, the, I think it was the last podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I saw the um uh the animation of um, the illustrations of the the Ren the the Knights of Ren or like the origins of it his name is Ren but that wasn't yep. my name and Yep. So maybe like the the Ren that was the original leader of the Knights of Ren that was the name of the lightsaber like that was the first voice he heard and then he went and claimed his throne from this you know this uh mercenary group that taps into the dark side I don't know. That's what I was thinking but yeah, I don't so want to the, digress. I digress. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's what we like. We like to digress. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm on Rogue One and not anything else. <laughs> well, hey, you're on the talking Sith and we just talk a bunch of Sith here. So, um, no, like that's what uh, the, the Knights of Ren, somebody pointed this out to me that uh, we see them at the very beginning of the comic. They like, uh, try to recruit some guy. They basically terrorize this entire like clan or village or whatever. And then they say, let's find something to burn. And the next thing we see is uh, like Kylo, his confrontation with Luke. And then the temple explodes. And in the comic, you know, in the movies, it, it looks like, you know, Luke makes us believe that Kylo did this. But according Spo- to the spo- comic, spoiler alert, though, he hasn't read them. But he's Mikey. You said you read through some of them, right? No, it's all good. Like I, I spoiled myself on it. Like whatever, it's on the subreddit. It's cool. Yeah, we talked about it on Rogue One a little bit. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, so it looks like he wasn't even actually. Uh, he didn't do this on purpose either way. So either it was somebody else blew it up and framed Kylo, even framed him to himself. Like he thought he was responsible for it, or. Mm-hmm. He uh, he did it on accident, kind of like Ray using the Force lightning in Episode Nine. Yeah, it, lo- it, it looked it looked like that. Damn. Yeah. So either way, he's not as guilty, or you know, he's not as evil as what he's made out to be. What I've thought of him this whole time, like he just went and slaughtered all his, you know, all his homies. Yeah. So who was the dude I saw that was like the Ren dude? He looked like a Marvel villain. He was like jacked with veins coming out of his muscles. And <laughs> who was that dude? Bane. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he is the master of the Knights of Ren at this point. Um, so, and... Uh, but so that's not looks, present, right, Josh? That's like before? That was before. That was like when Kylo was a student and, you know, ran off from the Jedi Academy and blew it up. Got it. it. Was, yeah, it was way before that because Luke is with him and Lars is with him too. Yeah, so yeah. so I have a uh, I have a theory with so if you guys know according to comic and everything nowadays how you get a red lightsaber is you you're supposed to kill a Jedi and take their lightsaber so the green or blue or purple or whatever lightsaber crystal and make it bleed and that's how you make it red. Okay. Dope. So <laughs> with with this with Ren with the already red lightsaber, I'm thinking Kylo kills him, becomes the master of the Knights of Ren, and tries to make it bleed again, essentially. And that's why his his lightsaber is all jacked up. Oh, like with the yeah. unstableness of the actual light blade. Yeah, because he was trying to bleed an already blood crystal, essentially. And and Mikey, I want I want your input on this because we saw there was something in this comic that we talked about it in the last podcast, but we'd never seen it before. Um, yeah. The master of the Knight of Ren, Knights of Ren, he, uh, he had said to Luke that the, his lightsaber had a kill switch. So basically, if he lets go of his lightsaber, or if he dies, to whatever, um, the lightsaber will explode and kill everybody there. And I thought at that moment in time that Luke was just going to whoomp. And <laughs> I think that's it, what we all thought. Yeah. Take, it, take his hand right off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what ended up happening. But the fact that 
a lightsaber can have something like that, like a kill switch. We kind of talked about it, like I said before, but you weren't part of that conversation. So I'm curious to think, uh, curious to know what you think about uh, that and how it kind of, how it might have worked. Uh, oh, well, 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 I think that there's, oh God, this, now it's going to go into people arguing, arguing with me on, on my own social media page. But <laughs> I think there's, I think there's different ways to activate a saber based on a Jedi's preference or a Sith's preference. Uh, and I think that like, you can have a physical button that you actually press and you know where it is, what finger to press on what part of the actual hilt. But I also think that some Jedi like, uh, oh, Kiati Mundi that, cause, well, I go into EU ship, but I don't want to go there, but like they activate it with the force. They, they activate it because it's an internal switch. Like the switch isn't on the outside, it's on the inside. They know where it is. They activate it with the force. If there's a kill switch where there's a fingerprint or, you know, the force energy on the palm is not the same as someone else's force energy print or this type of thing, then it would explode. Well, then the only person that's going to survive that, Luke would be able to, is to be able to sense that and know that they've got to guard it with their own force energy on their palm. Uh, I'm going super nerd shit. Uh, Johnny <laughs> hates when I do this, but it's like, okay, if there's a kill switch where it's like, I'm telling the force that I'm the only one that, that should, that has his print on this, or if it was technical, like I made this. So it's only my fingerprint or my palm print on this. Then a, uh, an experienced enough or divine enough Jedi to touch that saber would read that beforehand and kind of put a protective guard on it. So somebody to speak. like, somebody like Arca Jeff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a fucking rant and a half. No, no, that's the yeah. kind of stuff we like. We we go into stupid detail like that all the time. Yeah, Sean, what do you, what do you think about that, Sean? Because uh, you weren't on the last podcast when we talked about what do you think about a lightsaber being weaponized with a kill switch? I think it's a cool concept. I mean, I I hadn't heard about that until until right now, but I mean, it's. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's always been a one-on-one -on -one melee weapon, right? I mean, you don't think of it as something that could be, uh, you know, do more damage than just as a typical blade. So it's, a, it's a, an exciting concept. Well, Here's another thing, that. Sean, for you, my bad, um, I just, because it's perfect. Sean, for you, like, does it make sense that, like, they'd have to sacrifice the energy of their blade for to internally um, – install a thermal detonator to make that kill switch so you're sacrificing something in that hilt to put that thermal detonator in there that becomes the kill switch right so think of it that way we're like you're you have a smaller crystal or you, your right. saber yeah, you gotta sacrifice something to make to make room for it right exactly right. yeah right, no, that makes sense yeah and like so and here's and here's where it gets even crazier right like so what if what if it isn't something like a thermal detonator what if it's some sort of chris other type of crystal that they found some well, sort of volatile thing that's just contained inside this. So, so yeah, I guess it would have to take Oh, a, that's dope too. You know what I mean? So, so some so, something that has to be contained inside the saber. Yeah. Or, or maybe, or maybe because the Death Star weapon, we yeah. talked about this, was yeah. made of kyber crystals. Exactly. Right? I was going to say, keep that in mind. I mean, I mean, it's going to have to be a trade-off of some sort. You just can't have it be even more powerful. It's like you're trading off either you're having to use some sort of your power as a Jedi to activate that, or you're trading off space in it for something else like you said mm. like a smaller crystal or, or something makes me think of ezra bridger's lightsaber from rebels um mm -hmm. his, his first lightsaber was a lightsaber but it also was a black it kind of looked like a like a staple gun uh it was like a lightsaber but also a blaster and it fired actually like 
round lightsaber energy orbs. So, but he could only fire when his blade was detracted. So it was kind of like a trade-off, kind of like what you're saying. Like, right. Yeah, and, but- and, and, and here's, here's another thing too, because I don't know if it would have made the lightsaber less effective against other lightsabers or deflecting blasters and things like that. Maybe it's heat intensity was reduced or something, mm. but because we see things like vibroblades are now canon because of the Mandalorian. Mm. So we have vibroblades that can block that we know from the EU. We haven't seen it yet. So not canon yet. Vibroblades are supposed to be able to block lightsabers. Well, we know at least the first order had technology that could do that. And the Magna guards also in episode three. Yeah. That's well, and in um, what's it called? Uh, the video game that just came out. Oh, uh, uh, fallen okay. order. Fallen, fallen order. order. Yeah. 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 Josh has yet to finish that and he's had it for months. I beat it and I fucking loved it. I haven't even played it. So Mike, have you played that? Yeah, I, I put about seven or eight hours into it, and I stopped because uh, husband duties and podcasting and work and shit. But anyway, okay. I got to like the I got to like the I got to Kashyyyk, and on Kashyyyk, I'm fighting dudes with those like I don't know what they're called the, uh, the Mag- Magna Guard staffs. The Magna Guard staffs, yeah, they're Jedi purgers or whatever the fuck yeah. they're purge purge purge, uh, purge soldiers purge yeah. troopers. Yeah, and they were fucking me up for a minute. Yeah, no, they're 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 fucking crazy, man. And you know the game is so cool, Josh. You gotta finish it, dude. I I, I gotta basically so, yeah, Mike, start it. I, it's like the game is just so freaking. I played in the Jedi Master thing, and I I used to get pissed. So like I have husband and father duties and stuff too, but I sacrificed sleep for like a, <laughs> I stayed up, up to like four in the morning. They went to That's bed awesome. and I had to get up with the kid, and I I still I I just I fucking pounded it out, man, because it was just so good, and. It was nuts. I would get, especially in the Jedi Master level. Yeah, yeah, those dudes, they they hurt. They hurt bad, and they, uh, you know, they, they don't pull their punches. So they're you got to learn their patterns, right? Like you yeah. got to like fucking memorize their shit. I'm not good with like having to fucking lose eighty times till I memorize some shit. So you know, but I'll get there. <laughs> no, I, I spent like an hour and a half, probably like four or five different times trying to defeat one specific person and I, I would get pissed i'd get pissed and i'd go to bed not having defeated the person and i'd come back the next day fresh and the very first time i beat him every yeah. single time nice you dreamt about it <laughs> <laughs> meditated on your sleep uh, yeah not- you know, you know uh, a tangent because we do that here uh, that's actually how i learned how to play craps at a casino i had a dream of, about how to play it i watched i watched the game for like four hours watched my stepdad play may he rest um but uh after i i went to sleep literally that night after watching him play I had a dream i was playing i woke up and i understood the game it just clicked nice uh, that's sweet <laughs> it's like clark griswold watching fucking in the hotel room <laughs> fucking vegas vacation <laughs> but the opposite he actually hits you know he actually gets it <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. No, but it's an interesting time period. And we talked about like filling in those gaps and stuff. And we've got uh Jedi fallen order. Who's, you know, let's fill in the gaps between episode uh, three and four now too, but going way back, you guys remember the first star Wars television, live action television show was supposed to be star Wars underworld. Yeah. We, I remember talking about this with you like 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember in our film and video class, Casey, I made, uh, what was it? The documentary I made based on Star Wars. Um, and we interviewed Coach Deal. 
and he was saying how excited he was for the Star Wars television series. Oh, what, what I would pay to be able to find that footage. Uh, well, you know it's available. <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't have to pay anybody right now. Uh, no. <laughs> have any of you guys watched the, uh, the test footage that was leaked recently? I, I watched a bit of it and skimmed through it, yeah. Sean? It was of the original series? Yeah, that was supposed to be the original series test that, footage. That was like a Lucasfilms, like George Lucas was pushing that one, right? Yeah. yeah. If I remember footage, correctly. There's footage yeah. of him on set, like, yeah. talking about it. I, I, I do remember that, screen. yeah. But if you're, if you're looking at the photo that's on the screen, if you guys can see it at the bottom there, um, yeah, I, I'm going I'm to make a guess, just like a flat-out random guess of, as to where that is, because I would love to see it uh, outside of the older public game is Narshada. Ooh. Yeah, that looks a lot like Narshada. Um, yeah, so Coronet. Mikey, did you get a did you get a chance to check out that footage? Yeah, I watched it uh, this morning. I think actually, uh, I was hungover as usual. My wife was <laughs> yelling at me to get the coffee pot started because she's hitting my ass and Jackson shit on the kitchen. And uh, I, I I was on my phone and Johnny actually sent it to me and I watched it and it looked like a fan film that would come out today, but this was made in I believe two thousand. 10 i believe uh and you see like a spy um have some type of plans and they're running through the underworld it could be narshada i I just assumed it was coruscant based on george's obsession with coruscant at the time when he was making this uh this show um and it seemed very very fan-made but at the same time there were some special effects that i said oh wait there's no way that yeah. uh, some kid like, in, yeah, they were live rendering it. Yeah, the 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 special like the the, the effects, the CGI in it was fucking dope. Yeah, and this was just test footage. So I mean, Casey, I'm sure you can tell us <laughs> like test. This is not what it's what it would have actually looked like. I, I think I th- so I playing think with the technology. Footage, I think test footage is probably the wrong word. I think I would use proof of concept. There you go. Yeah. Can you play this for us, Josh, so Sean can see it and everyone can see it? Or yeah, no? give, me, give me a second here. I should be able to pull it up. And, yeah, and I haven't seen it yet. And, and while he does that, I agree. It does look it does look fan filmy. Like uh, it's like they they weren't trying to make everything perfect. They were trying to just just to create the world, and that world included <laughs> a lot of like a, a lot of enhanced CGI type stuff. Um, so they had to they had to get that right. They're, they're probably trying to sell it to advertisers and stuff at that time. I mean, that, that looks beautiful. It looks beautiful to me right there. Yeah, this is this is this is spectacular stuff. Like this, I mean, I could see a fan making something like this today, okay, but it'd be okay. like it'd be like Star Wars theory. No, it wouldn't. It dropping wouldn't be, like dropping like two hundred thousand dollars for a fifteen minute. Thing. It, it wouldn't yeah. be a fan. Did you see the reflections on that ship? Reflections? Yeah, it did. Yep. Absolutely outrageous. They spent money. On it this. reminds me of Square Enix's uh, FMV in the Final Fantasy games, honestly. If anyone's a gamer like that, sorry. Yeah, no, it, it kind of does. And and like even with that little uh, like the, the the secret point droid or secret droid or whatever whatever you want to call that thing, like it, it feels very video gamey. Right. Um, yeah. In general. But I mean, this is ten years ago. So, I mean, look did at we, films from ten so, years so this ago. Just television. got released. Like, like we didn't know this existed until now. This just this got is, leaked. This, this yeah, is crazy. Leaked. 
He just like, this got is leads. more than just a fan film. Yeah, you're, you're right. You can tell this is like official. Like, this is legit. Yeah. The, I mean, the acting, like you could tell it's like, what do you call it? Like a, it's a dress rehearsal yeah, with, like, full, with full CGI. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, some, concept, of things are, like said, yeah, yeah. some of the things are dubbed over to make it make more sense. Yeah. But goodness, like, it, I mean, it looks, it looks like it could have been a show that would have survived. Because we know that they had, like, what, 50 scripts or something like that? And 50 that, episodes. Or, yeah. yeah, I guess 50 scripts, right? Whatever. Yeah, that they, that they had completed, that George Lucas and Rick McCollum came out, and, you know, he, uh, he said that they were, they were ready to go on this. But the only thing is, it was way too expensive for television at the time. And Lucas actually was trying to build his own studio. Um, so you guys know about like him trying to put yeah. up his uh, museum in Chicago. Well, he got shot down first, then he got shot down in Chicago, and he went back to California. No, 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 no. I don't know the story behind this actually. Oh, about the so he was trying to build like this huge museum. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember. I was here. Yeah, and uh, they were all ready to go right on like the uh, the lakefront or whatever in Chicago, and some friend of the state, friend of the park or whatever, came. And he was turning a parking lot into this huge museum, basically giving like a $1.5 billion gift to the city of Chicago. And the friends of the park were like, no, we don't want you destroying the lakefront to put this here. I I thought that was California. And then that's why he was. It was California first. Then he went to Chicago and now it's back to California. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Chicago. Cause Chicago um man like because looking like we, i lived there for a while when i was in college and looking at the lakefront it is just full of architecture that's all it is right it, who cares it, about a park there's, there's there's a couple small beaches it's like no the exact opposite of that, of that song you know uh what how's the song go uh something paved over paradise, paved over paradise and put up a parking lot they were they were going to go over a parking lot with freaking george lucas paradise and they wouldn't let him get the go-ahead on it. I know, like, uh, um, Sam Witwer and his brother were really big into uh, that. I think they're from Chicago, and they were part of, like, uh, a group trying to push for George Lucas to be able to do that because his wife, Melody, is from Chicago. Um, he spends a lot of time there anymore. But so another thing he got pushed back on was he was trying to buy – like a bunch of land to make his own studio back in like 2008 to do the television show. That was the only way, you know, Damn, he was always yeah. independent. Yeah. With the shock like that. Yeah. The footage here we're still watching, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, he was supposed to, he was building his own studio studio to be able to do this. And he got shut down by the County again. And at that wow. point is when he decided to sell to Disney. Like that's when he, uh, some of this Terrible. was in Iger's book as well. Um, when he had that tell-all, so that's basically what killed Underworld was him not being able to put up his own studio. Because I mean, if you look at this, like for proof of concept, he could have built, built it anywhere. Look at Netflix just built a huge studio in New Mexico. I feel bad because Sean's never seen this, and we're all talking over him, and I want him to hear the fucking <laughs> no, audio. No. No, this is awesome, man. I'll I'll, I'll watch it later. Yeah, no, it's just oh, this is crazy. I just, I just can't believe this was, was there for over ten years. I mean, but but nobody what, knew what, about it. But what is clear in terms of how it's shot 
is that George Lucas does not know how to shoot a TV show. <laughs> yeah, he, he no, to shoot like he a but he didn't do this, right? It just said Stargate Studios. Like, they outsourced that, right? I'm pretty sure there's a clip of him in this green screen shit with him. Yeah. There. Somebody was saying that you can spot him somewhere in some of this. But I, the- I saw the back of his head. And, you know, like, it just, it just, <laughs> it looks, like, it, it feels like Farscape-y. To yeah. Me. The biggest thing uh, is, look at this. This is live shot. rendered. Right. Yeah, yeah so, super cool. Let's, let's yo, take Avatar status. Case, case, I did my research while I was hungover making my bitch wife coffee. And these are the guys who did the- We love you, far, Jenny. The, we love you, Jenny. We did the, the, the Farscape the Farscape CGI. No they way. Did, yeah. They did, the Far, <laughs> they, they did Battlestar Galactica CGI. And the reason that George outsourced them was to say, How, look what everyone else is doing. How do we do this? 10 times better with the same budget. Right. Now that's just what, like he, he basically hired the, the guys to do the beta version. So he can go back to Filoni and be like, we got to do this with the same budget they have, but and with our quality. Right. Yeah. Rick, and, and how do we do been, this? It would have been way better than, oh, yeah. Farscape. I mean, I, I love Farscape. Farscape is, is super fun to watch. It but, is. Yeah. Um, but, and, but it was a product of its time as well. And it didn't survive long, you know what I mean? But I think something with Star Wars, uh, you know, if it was successful, would have garnered more advertisers. The budgets would have went up. And if George Lucas was as crazy about it as everyone thinks he was, then it it should have just happened. He would have put his own into it uh, at risk. Well, yeah, and that's what he did. I mean, he bet the farm over and over and over again. That Clone Wars was as spectacular as it was because, and that's why Disney shut it down, because he put <clears throat> so much money into Clone Wars that when Disney took it over, there was like, there's no way we can keep funding this. because Dude, it looks so much better than Rebels. Like, look at Rebels oh, and look at yeah. Clone Wars. Exactly. Yeah, Re- it's night and day, I, man. I, uh, to, to, to be fair... I've uh, I've been trying to catch up. I've I'm only through about the first season of Clone Wars, but I tried to watch an episode of Rebels with my daughter who's two, and I put it on and I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Just to compare the two, like I I was just yeah. like, "What is this animation that I'm seeing?" This is newer. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely outrageous. Because George, go ahead, guys. I was just gonna say, and it helps you know to have James Arnold Taylor. Right. Yeah. Who sounds just like Obi-Wan? Oh, he's awesome. I mean, and all of them, like Ahsoka, Ashley Eckstein, they're, they're, Matthew Wood is spectacular. Like, it's just awesome. Um, I pulled up here, like, if you guys, you remember Dominic talking on our show about the, uh, oh, what did they call it? The, the void or the something, whatever they're, how they shot the Mandalorian here which was like that 300-degree, oh, okay. 10-foot LED screen and the volume. And you couldn't uh, – he's like the naked eye. You couldn't tell. No, you, you can't. And I've tried to rent a space that has one. I have been unsuccessful in finding it. Oh, we, uh, my bad. We, yeah, the void. Yeah, we have uh, – fuck. The volume um, or the void or no, it's it the void. I, I haven't been able to go yet, but we have one here well, in New York City. Oh no, the the vo- so so Mikey, he, we, so the void, yeah, is that like virtual reality type thing. What he's talking about 
is being on set of like the Mandalorian with like a instead of a green screen, it's like a giant LED screen. Yeah, this is oh. all an LED screen, Mikey. So, so do they oh. actually use that background, or do they yes. just do that to get yes. into it for like the nope. actors? That's what they use. Oh, yeah, so that's no. actually what we're seeing in the yes. in in the show. Yeah. Is yeah. that that's yes. cool? Like Dominic Pace literally said, "You could not tell." So that's like what George oh. Lucas was trying to do with the prequels, time like to the next level. Like you right. actually are there. That's and so that's cool. what that's what Mike and I were talking about. That's what we were talking about uh, on Rogue One. Mike was. Uh, they're going to use this technology for Kenobi who, you know, yeah. Ewan is, cause look at that. Look at that. You cannot tell. Yeah. So, yo, I went to Epcot center for a bachelor party like three years ago and we went to the Canada around the, the lake and we went to this room and it was a 360 degree screen. Now I'm not saying that's anywhere close to this, but like the, the Imagineers back in fucking 1981 or whatever the fuck, like they already had this tech. The only yeah. difference is like putting the cameras in the middle of where the audience is standing instead of filming it with a 360 degree camera and then already having that 360 degree footage filmed and yeah. portraying it on a 360 degree screen. But this is yeah. also some other tech on top of it. Which it is crazy. It's so cool. It's almost like crossing like the void between practical effects and special effects. Like it's still CG because, but it's almost practical. Like it's there. You the actors can interact with it. So and it's even like, like on yeah. the Mando's cool. helmet and everything, like you get the, oh, the reflection. reflection, you get the reflection. Yeah. Like, you know, like you in and, and, um, uh, Natalie and, 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 um, and, and Hayden's, uh, complaints were like, what are we going to work with? It's basically we're on Broadway. There's a fucking green background. <laughs> now the actors, but the actors are going to work better because they, they feel like they're there, right, Sean? Like they feel like they're fucking, you yeah, know. That's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's partially, I mean, that's a big part of why I think practical effects are better too because the actors are inter actually interacting with it. They're not just, you know, great actors. I mean, Ewan McGregor did great in the prequels, but it was hard for even like Natalie Portman, who's a great actor, to, to to make it work so i mean this is i don't know i think it's great now yeah. would this make george come back not to digress i'm not digressing just put some thoughts in your head for later like if this shit is here now does george want to come back for this like look there's at that been, there's been rumors of that actually yeah we were texting about mike was texting me about that yeah. the other day i mean uh, this would make him come back because he invented this and now i didn't mean to cut you off uh no, but, go go no, but like he invented this technology and now it's more real than he could ever imagine. He could do some, the budget that he wanted for Underworld is now there with how it would look. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's a perfect mm. time, especially with where Kathleen's at with figuring out. Anyway, so, my brain's all over the place, but go yeah, ahead. So, that's what, when you and I were texting, Mikey, that's what I asked. I was like, the rumor is George is coming back to helm the next Star Wars movies but that he's demanding he gets full control, like creative control over it, like he would have had, which is the deal he wanted to begin with. If you read the Iger book, he wanted creative control, but he wanted Disney to fund it. And basically he thought he was giving him a blessing in doing that. Like, look, you get me and I will make you Star Wars movies. Yeah. And you can make money off of them. Um, but Iger was like, oh, we ain't going to do that. I ain't going to pay you four point two billion dollars and then still have you have control over it um yeah but i mean lucas is timeless like i think he sees ahead of the curb that's what we were talking about before too like yeah you know 
episode one, two, and three, they get a lot more love now than they did before. And he told Ahmed Best this back in the day. He was like, just wait, wait for it to come around. Wait for these kids to grow up. George is looking, he's a visionary. He's seeing the next step with technology and with storytelling. Well, yeah, because and, and this goes back to everything that we've talked about in several different episodes. These movies are for kids. Yeah. They're not for 30, 40 year olds to bitch about in a podcast. <laughs> even Who's though we're 30 and do. 40. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there sooner. Freddie than Prince is here with us in spirit right now. <laughs> oh, man. But, but, but it's, it's eventually going to happen. And like looking at this image on the screen, which is of this uh, crazy LED background instead of a green screen. Um, like I, 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 I met up with Dominic Pace out here. He lives a very short distance from me. He was doing this little thing at like a comic book shop. And I went down to go say hi to him after him being on the podcast. And we talked about this and there, and he talked specifically about the scene when he was in the cantina on Navarro with yep. uh, Werner Herzog's character and everything behind the bar, even that we see on camera was just the led screen. And yes. he was like, it is insane. That's what he was saying. Like it's twenty. He has twenty twenty vision, and he said he was getting like the uncanny valley, like almost like motion sick, because you know it's not there. But he's like, it's so real. That's crazy. But this is the proof of con- like you were talking about proof of concept for the underworld thing, right? So yeah. we were talking about how there was green sc- on this footage, guys. Check it out. Go to YouTube before they- it gets taken down. That. Uh, it was all green screen, but they were showing at the, the second half of the video on their, like on their camera screen, uh, you could see that it was being rendered in real time, okay, on their little screen, which is not, I mean, that's, that's been around for a while now in like the video huts and stuff for directors, but this has taken it to the next level where instead of having a green screen, it's just a television screen that's rendered in real time around these characters. It hasn't been around as, as, as much as you think. Avatar was the first big movie to really, really do it Mm -hmm. with like live on screen rendering as things are being shot. Right. Until like Avatar was the first and Avatar was what? That was, that was like 2007. 2008 no. it was right or, it was right or nine yeah eight or nine eight or nine yeah nine i think i was out of yeah. high school so we were i was <laughs> drinking at the time so yeah it had to have been so, so you were 21 at least right yeah uh, i was dating yeah, a heroin addict i was yeah. drinking in public <laughs> well hey well i hope you got to keep the spoon uh i became my head yeah <laughs> uh, 2009 2009 all right but yeah, but it just goes to show you, like, yeah, like you're. So, do you guys see George Lucas saying, like, yeah, I'll come back now because I created this kind of technology. It's to the point now where I wanted it to be. That's why he waited, you know, from '83 to '96 to start doing the prequels because technology caught up to where he wanted it to be, and he was the one pushing that technology. So, do you like? I told Mike, I was like, I see George could be either way. George could be, yep. This where it was. I knew I could do it better. Let me show you how it's done, Disney. Or, yep, you made your bed. Now lay in it. I told you I wanted creative control. You said no. You're a white slaver, and I'm done with you. I think if he comes back, then then he would want to go into what he wanted to go into about the wills. Hmm. John? See, I I don't know if I see him come back as, like, a director, right? I mean, maybe a a creative consultant, right? George is a great world builder. We've always said that. Yep. And he, he is great. He's a great visionary. 
Um, but you can make debates about how, you know, the dialogue and the script writing is and stuff like that. So right. I don't know. I, I would love to see him back as like a, a, a controlling the creative direction of a movie. Or Mikey, a what, what, what did we but, say uh, but, was our, was the perfect like combination? Uh, uh, George, you know, leading the, just like Sean just said, like yeah. taking creative direction and leading the story group, taking creative direction, uh, being in control of uh, the world, all Still. the world building elements, like every world building element and the story, yes. uh, but not the directing because let's be honest, the best Star Wars movie ever was not directed by George Lucas. Yes. Right. And I think he yes. knows that now. Yeah, m m make him the chairman of, of the story group, right? Yeah. Like have yeah. him have the head of the creative direction. Yeah. And then you get Filoni who works famously with George. And Filoni works great with uh, with Favreau. Maybe bring Favreau in. And you hire the new directors, the uh, t t the white what? Oh God, too many Stellas. The Waka Takidis yeah. and the fucking uh, uh, what's her Day name? The one, you get uh, Day up in there. Deb Deborah yeah, Deborah Chow. Like hire those kids, and I'm calling them kids because I'm going to be forty in twelve months. Like hire those thirties, hey, forties coming back. Hire yeah. those kids to direct, but let George be in charge of everything else. Like yeah. he's in charge of everything else, but directing. Yeah. Like the best, you know, episode five, arguably the best star Wars movie, right? Yeah. You had George and you had Kazdan and you had Kazdan and Kirsch, Irvin yeah. Kirshner. Like you had a great director. You had a great screenwriter, you, but you had George making the story, but you had them being like, let's tweak it here. Uh, Irvin was like, "All right, let's dive into the characters a little bit here. You, let's um, let's see what they want to do well, when they well, ad lib." What, what, what did Harrison Ford say? You, you can write this shit, George, but you can't you can't say it. Yeah, you can't right. say, it. George. You go out there and say that shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> faster and more intense. Yeah, yeah, faster and more. Intense. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that. I think that if George were to come back, oh, man. I don't know, though. Like, would he want to come back and direct? No, I don't think he would want to direct. I think he would want to be the Palpatine. Directing wants... is Vader. Vader is a director. Palpatine is an executive. Palpatine is an executive. He was a Vader, and then he became Vader plus the Grand Moff. And then he was never the – well, he became the Emperor in the prequels. I think now if he came back, he'd want to be a Palpatine. And but yeah. then you know hire uh, Thrawn and uh, Kylo Ren and Snoke uh, and do all his dirty work. Yeah, and yeah. he'll be and he'll be Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. if if, if yeah. he came back and basically played the same role as he did making the Clone Wars, we'd be golden. Gold. Yeah, come back, oversee it, have the story ideas, give your input, come up with the overarching idea you know story idea joseph campbell-esque stuff but you're like all right here dave here's you and your team make this happen put this on the screen that would be yeah that would that'd be, be awesome magnificent yep um so i mean we have that to look forward to potentially like there's the rumor floating around that that's a thing in the meantime we just get more shading between everything that we already know and uh we were just complaining, uh, Mike and I, if you listen to the Rogue One podcast, that, which T did. Uh, did, that <laughs> uh, you should, uh, like, we should have heard something about Project Luminous at this point. We talked about Project Luminous on the pod, on Talking Sith here a couple of times in the past. Basically, it was first announced kind of pretty under the radar at Star Wars Celebration. 
And then I think in San Diego, they said, hey, Project Luminous, we're going to tell you nothing except for it's still coming. And then a few weeks later, they released that it was going to be a cross-platform between comics, uh, novels, and video games. And now, Mikey, the day after we talked about this on Rogue One, update, Star Wars Project Luminous details to be revealed at an event on February 24th, Disney to hold a Q1 earnings call. So one of, uh, you know, Uncle Bob's famous calls. Mm. And uh, we'll hear a little bit more about this Project Luminous, which uh, its tagline, Sean and Casey, is, um, uh, what was the tagline, Mike? I pulled it up the other night. Uh, I'm on four Stellas, bro. It's all you. That's all you, bro. Oh, man. My bad. I didn't get any show notes in my email, so I'm sorry. Remember this? Remember I showed this? Yeah, 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 yeah. So where's all the rum gone? Oh, it's gone. My opinion, if they're talking, if they're announcing what this is on the Disney earnings call, it's going to be very brief. Like they got a lot to talk about on the call. It's going to be like two seconds. I mean, they're just going to confirm what you've talked about, Josh. It's going to be a coherent, you know, story between multiple platforms. But here's what happens normally: as soon as Iger drops something, he's like, "Oh, well, we're going to have uh, the this." Uh, that's how Rogue One was announced. I think he's going to. So I think he's going to tease it again because so the earnings call is February fourth, and then details on Project Luminous on February twenty fourth. What What will happen is Iger will will mention something about it, and then like Star Wars, the Star Wars show or whatever on YouTube will announce something and it'll give us a little more of a, uh, a look into it. Show right. sucks. So <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I think, hear us? From, from what I've read, it's probably going to be mostly literature based, but yeah. it can be exciting because what it sounds like to me, because we know that they've met with all these authors and writers and stuff like that. What it sounds like to me is that they are basically going to create uh, new ca- like a new expanded universe. It, is right. that like the old Sounds Republic awesome. little little icon there? What's that? That that, that little Jedi. Like, yeah, is that what it is? That, that looks that, similar that, to the old Republic. I, right? I, I have that. I, that's that's engraved on my wedding ring, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Jedi <laughs> symbol. So, Casey is more Jedi than the rest of us. But that's <laughs> that's Republic. That's Republic Jedi Order symbol. Yeah, like the prequel prequel era. Yeah. Yeah, Prequel so I'm era. saying like this, right, this, right. This, but the, but the this... thing in the the thing in the middle in general, like if you look at the original uh, poster for the mm-hmm. right you know, with Luke holding up the thing, it kind of looks like that too. But I, I just I want the Jedi symbol. You guys see this I mean, on my screen? I see that. Oh, it's but Jedi. I feel like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's got a that that's got a hint to a Jedi focus story, though, right? I mean, this isn't going right. to be like a Rogue One where you don't talk about Jedi. The tagline was no, like uh, the Force. Yeah, Sean is right. Sean's right. Yeah, the, the tagline was like the force is an energy field that um, ties everything together until now. Fuck that! Luminous beings are we? Who's yeah. we? Who's we? You and me, Luke. We're luminous beings. Not everybody. <laughs> Not the Jedi are right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Casey's got his wedding ring here. Yeah, there you I go. Can see it. That's dope. That's pretty awesome. No, like, yo, I didn't. I didn't realize that until Sean pointed it out. It's luminous beings, and that's the Jedi Order or the whatever the Jedi uh, Temple sim- symbol. So that's still. Oh, yeah. silence! Record uh, silence! I was muted. No, no, I think. Oh, uh, I 
No, no. I think. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. We lost Josh. We lost Josh. Gonna find some knickknack in his house. Uh, that's so, <laughs> so, so. So, so, what's going on at February twenty fourth? What is that? So that's when they're yeah, gonna an event on February twenty fourth. What is that gonna be? That's, that's I mean, is what, it like an official? Yeah, that's when it... we find out more details. I don't know how detailed it's gonna be, but probably some sort of uh, you know, timeline in terms of probably books and things like that. I, I, what I think they're doing is creating an expanded universe that's canon. We need more canon. That's all that. Fill in, fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps. Yeah, but don't you yeah. think we're going to get a director for the next film at the same time? We're supposed to. We were supposed to hear by January. It's February by my clock. Right. Uh, you see, Kathleen Kennedy still failing us. Well, they that's delayed it, right? They, this shit was supposed to be January 20th or 22nd. Then they delayed it. And now it's fucking end of February or what have you. Um, But they've already, we've already known and we have proof that this is going to be um, extended universe comics, books, and video games. But they may introduce something where like, all right, we're going to introduce a new trilogy that these books, comics, and video games are going to tie into even more intricately. But I'm not sure. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Let's build it. There's so much to fill in now. Everything between episode six and uh, seven. Um, Just like Field of Dreams, baby. If you build it, they will come. They will come. I mean, with Baby Yoda, though, you kind of expanded the (laughs) the luminous luminous thing that that Yoda says, that his own race says, and it's Project Luminous, and then you introduce Yoda's baby in extended format uh, at a time where we're ending episode nine, uh, you're trying to like really branch out to the unknown. You know what I mean? So and so, yeah. Go ahead, John. So, so let's let's all let's let's all take a guess right here. What what time frame does this fall in in the Star Wars time timeline? What do you guys think? High Republic era. You're I agree with about that. The new movie, the Project I, Luminous. Oh, stuff. I, the, I, I think Luminous is High Republic. The yeah. the rumor yeah. is that it is High Republic. Yes. Mikey, what do you think? Apparently set 400 years before the events of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. But I've heard yep. that rumor about a new, se- a new a new series of movies, though, right? Or a new movie. And high, yep, starting in 2022. Uh, so we're supposed to be in the higher level. Do Republic. we think Luminous ties in with that? Do yeah, Luminous that's what I'm saying. That? That's my guess, that this is all going to start like building up to that. Well, I know Josh, when we did the last episode, was talking about how <clears throat> in the comic book, the... Kylo Ren. The Kylo Ren. How they were um, <clears throat> that now I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the High Republic and how that was going to be an Easter egg in the Yeah, it's it's leading up to it. I think the Kylo Ren series, Laura Santeca, they go to an old Jedi enclave from the High Republic era. And Jason the Ward over at Making Star Wars, like the godfather of Star Wars leaks here. Um <laughs> He uh, he he broke the news a while ago about the the old you know the the next movies are going to be set during the High Republic and you guys Sean Casey you hear me like throw out Jason Ward all the time Mr Michael Pappas here is a, a, a friend of like he 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 talks with Jason Ward so this is our this is the guy Casey who got me that screenshot yeah we're hey we're we're all in good company man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a small circle. We're know? among gods. 
among gods. True. Yeah, no, they definitely have more influence than I do. I can just bitch about things. Well, you guys will have the privilege to hang out with them in August. So that's right, man. Look at, you guys, oh, you guys are can't wait them. for celebration, man. It's gonna be hope, awesome. I'm gonna put like VIP uh, emblems on all of you, and you'll you'll come. And Jason, I'll tell you about all his women. You know, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you all like whiskey. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's my fucking I like, I like booze in general. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like booze. I'm immune to it. Boobs? Boobs are good. <laughs> I like both. Okay. That is like boobs and booze. They're a good combination too. Yeah, I like Jason and I had a had a thirty minute text back and forth this morning about booze. Boobs. Boobs. Bo- boobs or booze? Two B's or one? Uh, I said both, so you can let your imagination flow. Probably well, you're both. But you're forgetting about the infamous moobs. Ooh. Uh, not well, not Jason, but yeah, See, maybe. I, uh, I I used to not have them, but my wife is a chef. Oh wow! For well, well, Wolfgang Puck, no less, for years, right? That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Man, uh, Josh, no, not th- fantastic for my uh, waistline. You are you are. <laughs> Sir, I'm just gonna fucking hang up. I'm I'm fucking done, (laughs) guys. The last piece of of information, the the last thing we have to go over here is uh, oh my god, uh, supposedly there was a leak which may or may not have been debunked by Lucasfilm now. But I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you, I think half the stuff that Lucasfilm debunks is just them just trying to cover themselves. Um, but supposedly one of the actors who was a stunt double for one of the Knights of Ren uh, came out and said there was an alternate shot or an alternate ending for the last shot of the movie. And man, there's a lot of stuff going on here. He was saying that Kylo Ren was supposed to originally be the one that survives, not Ray. And if you look at this shot here, somebody basically did an exact overlay of a shot of Ray standing on Pasana. And it lines up exactly with her uh, outline, her profile from her standing at the end on Tatooine. I mean, you, p- people people stand in a certain way, and this 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 has kind of been debunked. I I can't remember what exactly. Hold on, look look at the gap. Look, think, at, look yeah, at the leg the, gap. The, look at the look, leg gap, though. Look, look at, at the, the right left arm leg. gap too. It's not the, the right same. leg. The, the right leg. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Sean, in particular. No, you're, you're All right, right. Uh, guys. Right why are we talking not? about like? female leg gap right now is that and, is and, this and, relevant? Why, and, and why would a minor it character is. that's only in a certain part of a movie with no lines have access to the entire script they wouldn't they wouldn't because we're star wars fans and we're out of our fucking minds yeah no they, <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't have it they're just saying shit to say shit i mean would it have been is it possible sure but that wouldn't have been Dude. something that was shot in my mind I can't wait till uh, we you uh, guys do one of uh, these episodes and Josh's porn like porn shit comes up. <laughs> all all I wanted to do was see like <laughs> Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Coyote Mundi walk out as a Force ghost at the very last shot. Oh, that would have been great. Oh. <laughs> those those three. Why Coyote Mundi? Because Coyote Mundi is because Josh Josh's He's favorite a- character. <laughs> hey, don't Josh's make me get haws on here, man. Don't make me get haws on here. You guys have no idea. Or Steve, Steve McMahon, Steve McMahon from Massachusetts, who made the Chocolate. He made the song. That's Steve, my boy. These guys and, don't even know the song. I need to get that song for you. Uh, have you guys listened to the song? 
Well, if you guys roll with me in August, you'll hang out with Steve. You'll do a lot of whiskey shots, and he'll tell you about how he basically scored it. He scored the track. And oh man! Out. What what did you take? Did you take the shot of whatever Claire Stribling had? Yeah, I had uh, Claire Stribling's. Uh, it's some type of uh, moonshine from. Um, from Chicago. So in Greece, in Greece, we take, uh, well, Raki and Uzo. Uzo is the more known here on the North America side, but uh, in, in Greece, it's Raki. Apparently in North America, there are now specific types of moonshine for Chicago called, uh, Josh, what the fuck? What did you say? It oh. was, I don't know, but. About root it, or something. Um, oh, yeah. It, it was something like Bajo. Root. Oh man, I could pull up my messages with her. Anyway, she made me take a shot of this shit, and she's like, "If you're my friend in Chicago, you take a shot." And I looked it up, and it was true. It's like when uh, Illinois friends come to Illinois farms, they have this version of moonshine, and you have to take that shot. And then she she had it in three flasks, yep. which means she's a serial killer, or she's very particular. <laughs> In picking her um, lifetime yeah. significant other, she doesn't yeah, want the other. She doesn't want to get the coronavirus. But with moonshine, though, like so, if she had it in flask, it was probably real fucking moonshine because the moonshine that's sold is not actual moonshine. Like yeah. moonshine is oh, holy shit. You know what I mean? You go so blind. That, yeah, we have we have that shit in Michigan too. Like my my dad knows a guy who makes that shit, and good god, it's it's outrageous. No way. Yeah. My my wife is uh she's originally from Mexico and um we went down there we've gone down there a few times to like Cabo or whatever and uh there's something called mezcal in Mexico. And mm. mezcal, if you get the real Mexican version, it's you can literally it, it literally feels like you're drinking fire. Mm. You can feel it going the entire way down your esophagus and then just settle in your stomach. Mm. It is not pleasant at all. Whatever this girl gave us, Josh drank it. I don't know. This shit was bad. It's it burned. And <laughs> I just messaged her to see if I could. She'll tell me what the name of that stuff was. But man, Whew. that bad. shit was bad. All right, so we're bringing that some of that to Anaheim, then, right? She, she'll be there. Oh no, she'll, she'll be there, and she'll <laughs> have five I'm, flasks this time. I'm ready to try some of that. Sounds fun. So what the fuck am I looking at? Is that Kylo Ren with JJ's yeah. alternate ending? Is that what that is? It's a photoshopped image. <laughs> that's, a, that been. that's a photoshop. That doesn't look like oh. Kylo Ren's like oh. outline. Yeah. Well, yeah. Literally, looks, I just found like, a guy like my, that actually went like, to the Lars homestead. Looks like little Kylo Ren. I, photosho I photoshopped long hair on him and put the second son. <laughs> that, that's my Photoshop work. It, it looks like my stepmom with a bad hair day. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All I'm saying is that... He should have just took a, a behind picture of me, like bend my waist. <laughs> it could, yeah, T. It could look like. Yeah. T. T. I'd buy it. Is that why you is that why you sent me that behind picture of me? That's why I sent oh you the behind picture. <laughs> oh, what would have happened? What were what are some of the big things in episode nine? Uh, we like to call them hypotheticals, or Casey does. Hypotheticals. <laughs> Elsewhere, elusive. You must unlearn what you have been.
Yeah. So guys, what are your hypotheticals for episode nine? Little things that if, if they went left instead of right, could have changed the whole course of the, the rest of the movie and the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Well, uh, I guess so. Uh, before we get into that real quick, Sean has <laughs> like a, a slight segue. That, like something that might have affected the entire saga because I was talking to Sean oh, earlier. Oh, boy. And he could say oh, it boy. Because, because everything right now is like doesn't affect anything downstream. This is the end of the saga. You know what I mean? So, so Sean had, Sean had Mikey, one you one. think you're bad I, at digressing. I, I, I don't want to take up too much time with this because I know it's, it's supposed to be based on what happens in episode nine. But what if in episode one, Obi-Wan was a, was a little bit faster catching up to Qui-Gon and made it through that little blast door, the little electric shield, and, and caught up with Qui-Gon when he was fighting Darth Maul? Would Qui-Gon have died? And no. If not, I what are the implications from, of that? And I want to hear from Mikey on this one. <laughs> you stunned him. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's grabbing Estella. Oh. Call me on last, please. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, we can just pretend this didn't happen. Uh, episode not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. In my head, he still dies because that would be the only way I think. You, that... might, you might as well just pause it for a second, though, because. Oh, you want to tea? We have yeah. to ask the question again in general. So. He's like, he doesn't want to hear me. Well, I, I do want to hear tea. I'm out. I belong yeah. here. I belong here. You do. I, I feel it. This is great. Do it. Do All right, it. go ahead, Sean. Pose, pose Mikey your question again. All right. So let's go back to episode one for a minute. What if Obi-Wan had been just a little faster in running to catch up to Qui-Gon and Darth Maul when they were fighting and didn't get stopped by that last, like, you know, blast electrical shield or whatever that was. So then Qui-Gon and, and Darth Maul had their battle. What if Obi-Wan had caught up to him and had been there? Would Qui-Gon still have died? And then no. if not, what would have happened? How would that have impacted the entire rest of the saga? Uh, well, then Count Dooku would have tried to manipulate Qui-Gon in a certain ways. And because of his uh, relationship with his old master, he may have made things complicated, but at the same time still had Anakin be trained and he would have had, he would have then made Obi-Wan pass the trials to move off of Obi-Wan's master to, uh, for, for Obi-Wan to train Anakin and then to go with Dooku to basically do what Luke did with his father, which is like, I want to bring you back from this. I see that you're turning to the dark side. And uh, Count Dooku would be like, come with me. You're, you're like my son. You're my Padawan. Uh, let me show you. Let me show you what Sifo-Dyas left for us. Let me show you what, what uh, you know, the Sith Lord has ha has set a path upon us. And I think that uh, Count Dooku and and um, Qui Gon would have had a one on one instead of it being Qui Gon and Maul. Uh, and I don't think Qui Gon, even though Qui Gon was semi not a hundred percent in line with the Council. I think that he still would have not went full dark side with Dooku. I think that he would have tried mm. to bring his master back and it would have complicated pre-Clone Wars. Um, but Sidious, Sidious would, would have already had a pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-plan for that. Meaning pre-pre-plan for Qui-Gon to not die by Maul. 
and 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 have venture and maybe ventress was already tempted and she'd come in as a as maybe an earlier padawan not as skilled but she'd help dooku kind of either get him on that side or have him ousted you know and, and would anakin's path have been similar in that whole saga i mean would he have ended up in the same place anyways or do you think it would have been different with qui-gon it may have been it may have even been faster because he he mm. he um he uh, likened Qui-Gon more than Obi-Wan. And if Qui-Gon went in that direction later, actually that may have been even faster. I see. So I, I agree with 90% of what you said, especially with him eventually. <laughs> that's, pretty, facing, that's pretty good. Eventually Andy. with him facing Dooku, I think that probably would have happened. And, and I think Qui-Gon would have fell in that battle because as we know from the books and stuff, Qui- or Dooku was considered the best swordsman. Yeah, that is at that point in time. I, That's I why he had the fancy hilt that only the best swordsmen had in medieval times. By the way, yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, I think okay, yeah. So their paths end up colliding, but I don't think Qui Gon would have just forsaken the Jedi. He's always kind of like done his own thing, right? Like with the living force, not necessarily with what the Council wants or whatever. But I think he would have seen through Dooku's bullshit. Right. Well, to some degree, but it would have led them together eventually. But I think he would have had more time with Anakin, um, and I think maybe like he would have forced Obi Wan through the trials, like you had said. Which is what but, I said but if, if if so, can I counter that? I'm sorry. But yeah, go ahead. But if Qui Gon lived after that battle, he would tell Obi Wan something's really, really fucking wrong, and I got to go on a rogue run right now. I got to go on a rogue quest and figure out what the fuck's going on. If he goes on that rogue quest, Palpatine's already seeing him go there. And he says, Dooku, go look, go meet up with your old Padawan and start fucking with him immediately. (laughs) So when he comes back, he's not going to have time to like give Anakin more lessons. Like he's going to be, he's already, he's already dealing with his own shit. He's already going to be manipulated by his own master. You know what I mean? He was already ready to take Anakin with him. He was already telling Anakin, basically, learn from me unofficially. I can't train you directly, but watch me and be insightful. Like outside outside of the White House. And and Obi-Wan, like they defeat Darth Maul or whatever. I think Obi-Wan still goes through the trials. Maybe they're not as expedited. Obi-Wan becomes uh, a knight still. I think Qui-Gon just takes Anakin with him. He's like, hey, look, I'm... I'm doing this with or without the council's approval, like Obi-Wan mm. said he's going to do in the spirit of Qui-Gon. And if he goes off and starts going on this quest and Palpatine sends Dooku to go after him, then Anakin's already there. Maybe Anakin just skips a step and he, he's Asajj. Maybe Anakin starts training under Dooku. That's you crazy. Sp- you sped it up from my... My version of it, you guys are just speeding it up. Like any version, I told. I feel like I told the most conservative version. You guys are just speeding it up now. Like any way you look at it, like if Anakin, if Qui Gon just takes Anakin under his wing, and then he has his own temptations and his own thoughts to go figure this out, and then Dooku, his old master, shows up, it's only going to make it worse. Keeping Anakin as far away from Qui Gon at that time is the best scenario. So the best scenario from Anakin is Qui-Gon dying. And he, still, and he still becomes the fucking Darth Vader. I see your point, Mikey. And I have, I have literally thought the exact opposite about this every time I've thought about it. I've I love always, that. I love that. Tell I've, me. Always, I've always thought that if, Anakin, if Qui-Gon survived, 
then it would have worked out so much better because Qui-Gon wasn't as strict, right? Qui-Gon was able to bend a little more of the rules. Anakin would have been exactly. opt to like um, open up to uh, Qui-Gon and be like, look, I got feelings for Padme, blah, blah, blah. I, I want to go back and see my mother. Qui-Gon might have still allowed him to just sneak off and see his mother because he realized that being part of the living force – uh, that he had, you know, relationships were more important than what the Jedi made them out to be. He wasn't so black and white. He was more, uh, he, forgive he, me, gray. He he didn't have to. He was Qui Gon wasn't as one hundred percent aligned with the dogmatic Nerevis. Uh, by the way, I just got a I just got a text, a message from Claire Stribling. It is Malort. Malort. Malorn. Our Saint Pabbas says, "Fuck you," with a smiley face. With a smiley face or, or a wink. Smiley face. And, or a wink and, or whatever. And I agree with Josh because oh. it's something we talked about at length um, for uh, in terms of Qui-Gon having survived. I, I, I don't think everything would have been as, as crazy as it would have been because he did still kind of follow the guidelines of the council because he couldn't train Anakin. He, didn't, he never said he would. He just told Anakin to watch him. He assumed that he was going to survive this mission. Right. Um, and then he goes, he, so he goes and he dies. So now Obi-Wan talks to Yoda and says, I'm going to train him because this is what Qui-Gon wanted. And um, he passed the trials at that point in time. He could take on any apprentice that he wanted. And if you look at the old, the old, old EU, I think it was the Jedi Apprentice books where Qui-Gon first discovered Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was literally at the cusp of the age where he was going to be sent to like basically to the mines to work. Well, yeah, right? from the, the Peace Corps or whatever, essentially. Yeah, like he was, he was, he was done. If, if he didn't impress Qui-Gon this last trial and Qui-Gon happened to be sitting there. So I, I, think, it, I, think, it was, I think it would have been very, very different. I agree if Qui-Gon had survived. I still think Qui-Gon probably would have faced Dooku and died. But and I think Anakin probably still would have killed Dooku. But mm. if Qui-Gon had more influence on Anakin. Yeah. Would have been hmm. I think it would have slowed his unless unless like I said, that's always been my theory too, Casey, until Mikey laid it out like this, because I mean potentially he could uh he might have been swayed. He might have been given opportunity to go and hang out with Dooku some. And Dooku wasn't a straight up Sith at this point. So Qui-Gon might not have just like up and like faced off against Dooku. He might have started to have like a slow fade towards leaving the Jedi, towards doing the separatist thing before he realized that Palpatine was behind it pulling the strings. And Palpatine might have slithered his way in there through Dooku and just his one-on-one -on -one relationship with Anakin. And so the, qu the, the question then becomes, do you think Dooku would have given Qui-Gon the same spiel that he gave Obi-Wan? Yes. Like, if I would have told you that yes. you know, the Dark Lord of the Sith is... I think eventually, him. I think when Dooku becomes aware of it, I think that Dooku kind of got in too deep and then he... he he wasn't a bad man, really. He was looking to make a difference. He just didn't away, uh, agree with the, the – he didn't start off as a bad man. He didn't, some of the best things are done – you know, the worst things are done with the best with intentions. best intentions, yeah. And I think that especially – guys, you got to read. You got to read – oh, 
squeaky squeaky. squeaky squeaky you got to read uh dooku jedi lost <laughs> sean uh and you so, you get that from him that was what yeah. qui-gon Jin would have never joined you exactly so no i was oh, and o- o- obi-wan knows qui-gon pretty well so <laughs> yeah he was like a father to him so do you guys actually consider dooku a sith or is he just a dark disciple at the point he's of episode three, he's a Sith. Yeah, he's a Sith. Sith. Darth Tyrannus. And, and that and that and that lends credence to Josh's theory that he brought up about the the line of the Sith and the transfer the the transfer of power and things like that that we talked about um, several times. And uh, I brought up my own things as to why I think that makes sense. But um, yeah, he's he's a Sith at that point in time. But but Sidious really wants Anakin. Yeah, he he never was planning on, it was never in the plan for him to become the Lord of the Sith or for the Lord of the Sith to transfer his essence into him. No, and we talked about this before. He was a useful tool at the time. Right, right. And it makes, and I I brought this up on the the last one or two podcasts that it it makes sense. Like if you're, if you're the controller of everything, if you're the the main master, the all-powerful, whatever, it makes sense to have your underlings do your shit for you. Why would I want to get out of bed? Why, why, do I, why do I want to get up and go do this when I can have you go do this? I don't want to get out of bed anyway. <laughs> I well, said this. I hey, said that's, this called, that's called depression. This, this, and oh. I showed it to T. This even, <laughs> this even, uh, you know, goes to my theory about the all the Sith and the the Sith lords just passing their um, essence into their apprentice and becoming their apprentice Uh, in the master and apprentice book there are about five uh, prophecies and one of the prophecies is he who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again a prophecy misread could have been but so there's so there's like the back and forth right yeah you can you can you can disbar that at the same time that you can bring that up but I, I agree, and that's why, like, when we brought that up in our other podcast, that, that I, yeah, like, this is, I brought up specific moments in the films themselves where I was like, okay, this is why I agree with you. So, yeah, 100%. I think we should get back on track with the episode uh, nine stuff. We, yeah, I'm really glad I asked this question. Let's go back to episode, <laughs> let's try to get back to episode nine. But real quick, uh, Pappas, I, I have a message from you here from Claire. She says, Pappas, you suck. But also sending you both of you guys a huge hug and a swig of Malort, and she'd love to bring the Lady Bro energy to our podcast. So Claire, uh, we're awesome. gonna bring you on sometime, Claire. Let's do it. All are right. we on air right now, or is this just hanging out? Or Hawes, edit that out, or what are we doing? We're we're on air. We're just letting it fly. It's all hanging uh, out. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you that well, sir. Ooh. Mike. Well, you will soon. <laughs> real soon all right so, soon do it my, my also oh, real quick because i know josh loves palpatine like when he dropped do it in in trust like in episode nine did you did you masturbate with oh your, just oh, a little bit dude, i, I, with, I, I with had the biggest part oh my oh, man was so hard the, the three of us were sitting each other next to each other and i think we just all had hard-ons at that point i, I, I literally think i turned to both of you guys and i was like oh my god he said do it, do it. Do it. And then all of a sudden, said it. <laughs> if, said if it. I love Palpatine oh at a ten, Sean might be at an at an eleven, Pappas. Yeah, yeah he's like nice. he's like my favorite character. I love. Yeah, love me too. Guy. Honestly, dude, me too. I think that's why 
uh, Josh and I get along so well. Honestly, he's my favorite. Well, Obi Wan, and then every time, what? I think that's why I like you too, because we, we, there was a question posed in our last podcast: who's our favorite character, good or bad? I was uh, going to ask that me, question me, at me, the yep, end. But yep. me, me, me was Obi Wan one, and Palpatine second. Yep, and Obi Wan's my favorite good guy, and Palpatine's my favorite, my favorite baddie. Yeah, me too. And every time I have sex with my wife, just to make her laugh, because uh, I guess I'm awkward in sex, I say, <laughs> and then it becomes less awkward because she's laughing the whole time, and I can do whatever I want. So. If she's laughing, she can't say no. <laughs> Pretty much, oh. yeah. Oh, and and uh, Jenny, and, and, and let me tell you, on December 19th or 20th, we're in the theater, and he said it. My wife looked at me before I even could react. <laughs> and she looked at me. She automatically got turned on. She probably got wet. Yeah. I think she did. And she looked at me with this big smile, and I looked at her slowly, and I said, do it. <laughs> yeah, no, you trained her well. I also do a good Palpatine, though. So, oh man. Anyway, I digress again for the third time in this segment, episode nine. God, woo, woo. Episode. Sean just like I think Sean just likes Palpatine so much because he prunes up like Palpatine if you put him in a hot tub for about five oh, minutes. Don't we all though? I do. I, I turn into a freaking fish, man. My Sean like, peels off my body. Man. Sean is, yeah, Sean just gets bad for some reason. Yeah. I do too, though, so I feel his pain. I do. It's, Physical pain. It hurts. It's, it's, actually, it's, 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 it's actually an evolutionary thing, right? It so helps you, you grip things when you're, yeah. when you're wet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so we're, we're Mon Calamar, or we're Kit Fist. <laughs> Yeah. race, which is we are we are further evolved than these simpletons here. I want to see a trilogy. <laughs> I want to see a civil war trilogy in the solar system of Kit Fisto's race against Mon Calamar. Ooh, dude. So there's the there's a oh, what was the other Mon Calamari race that was from Mon Calamar? Oh, uh, the Mon Cal. There was a Mon Cal, which is which was uh, Akbar's, and then there yeah. was the, uh, the, the other uh, one in the Clone the Wars where they had well. I know it too, and I just can't think of it right now. But, but from the, 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 the original Clone Wars Warren. cartoon, like, like, like the one that was on Cartoon the, Network. The, the Chorofsky one that was Samurai Jack, yeah. Samurai God, Jack I guy, yeah, I uh, which was great. But that's not, that's not canon. But they, no, can take, but they can take from that. Like, you know, Pablo can take from that, which, which he probably will because Disney's just reaching right now. Um, what the fuck was that called? I'm gonna They're Quarrens. They're Quarrens. Quarrens. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was going with that is, yeah, there, there is a scene in that where there those guys are underwater fighting. It was it was badass. Oh. But that's not canon. But I, I feel like Kid Fisto's race should have its own planet. But they do Gleonsom, which awesome. is where which is where uh, Beckett from Han Sol- from Solo wants to go back to Gleonsom and to learn, learn how to, to play, play the Valacord. The Valacord. Yeah. Oh, the Valacord is Kit Fisto's home planet. That's he amazing. Was gonna, he was going to learn the Valacord. So there don't you, you guys think there should be like an Abraham Lincoln civil war against the Moncal and those dudes? Yes. Like if like put them in the same solar system and just be like who's the baddest Aquans? So shit. who is who who's uh, which species is Abraham Lincoln? Oh, he's got to be with Akbar, bro. <laughs> like Akbar is for liberty and Abraham like, Akbar. Abraham Akbar, right. That's who Fist- Akbar was named after. Fisto is like Jennifer, he's General Lee, or like his pops is like General Jennifer Lee. Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. We put Jennifer Lawrence in there. and A female Fisto? 
Yeah. All right. Well, so this, I'm, I'm, uh, go ahead, Mike. No, it's just Johnny Grasso, who digressed on the greatest spoiler podcast of all time, hired a co-host who digresses more than anything. So here I am taking you guys eight levels deep like Inception. Well, I apologize, but uh, we can work our way back up to uh, ground level. Or Let me spin my top and see if it falls over or not. We, exactly. We, we do this constantly. Uh, which is why my wife hates me. She's like, aren't you done yet? And I'm like... Yeah, we'll be on for an hour. Three hours still, later. Still shitting. I think uh, Hawes, Johnny, and I's uh, longest episode was four. And then Hawes cut it down to... It was like four and eight minutes. Hawes cut it down to like three hours. He's like, that's the best I can do. And no, <laughs> and like no one finished it. Like nobody. I guarantee you I finished it if it was up. I Man, I listen to you guys... I listen was, to like four or five podcasts while I'm out uh, working all day. I mean, it was like episode 70 something. I don't know. I was drunk as fuck. Johnny was yelling at me half the time. There was like three do that fuck that guys. And uh, Gareth Edwards was pissing us off and there was all this shit going on. Well, you guys have never had a set. You've never gone like drunk sale. So no. like Sal, like Sal Perales will just like back in the day making Star Wars. Uh, well, now this is podcasting. He would just disappear halfway through the episode. They'd be like, yeah, he just literally like passed out. It'd be the closest we've come is Tim Q. Tim Q's gotten pretty much to that point. Oh God. Podcast, where he just <laughs> well, starts like, well, well, it's not fair to talk about Tim Q with Tim Q not present. That no, I, I, I get, I, I've listened to you guys. And I know Tim <laughs> Q, like I, I, I have, but Johnny's like, just sitting, he texted me, he's like, sit in your bed, because this is before we had the house and shit, because my computer was right next to my bed, he's like, sit in your bed, and I'll text you when we're at the end. And him and Hawes go on a 45-minute rant, and I'll get out of my bed, and I'll come back on the microphone, and he's like, all right, we're getting ready to take us out. And then I'll be like, yeah, and then you can find me on my ball sack and this. Anyway. <laughs> But like Jason and Randy don't give a fuck. So no, like they don't if, care. If, if Sal runs out on tequila and just starts fucking screaming, you know, fucking Ezra, you know, whatever the fuck he does. Well, who was the, who's the guy he's always shouting to? Hey, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't fucking know right now. Oh, anyway, all right. let, let me let me steer us back up. Let's go back. Try, Let's... try to be the responsible. Oh my god. I feel so bad. I'm ruining your whole podcast. No, you're making it more fun. I, I agree that you're making it more fun. We we go in, off these little tangents all, literally all the time. And we God bless you, this, Howard Stern. This is where you belong, Mikey. Thank you, Howard Stern. Okay, let's go. So let me pose this one to you. Oh, nope, here's my Howard Stern voice. Here we go. We got to go back. Episode nine, little changes. Take little changes. Let I'm me not Jeff the system. drunk. Fuck Jeff the drunk. Let me ask you guys this one. Episode nine, I'm taking you back to Pasana. They go, they, uh, they're getting chased by those stormtroopers. They fall through the quicksand. Finn's about to tell her something, and then he won't tell her when they get down there, and they meet up with the slug. Now, what if Poe just Han Solo's that slug? And before anybody can get a word out, like Han Solo in Cloud City, he just blasts the slug like nobody's business. I think people die. Nothing changes. I think I think I think someone dies. I think Ray probably would have pulled out her lightsaber and cut that shit in half real quick, though. Yeah, nothing changes. Nothing changes. I mean, they cut through it a little faster and move on. I think nothing someone. Changes. I think someone. I think someone would have got eaten who was there, but not nobody. Okay. T or or the slug gets all pissed off and like 
tries to eat him and then just runs off and they don't get the knife. Ooh. What do you think, Oof. Mikey? Oof. Um, I think uh, Paul uh, starts just making out with Ray. <laughs> and then they have sex yeah. because he feels like, hey, like he's going to die. die. Let's do and then this. Finn, Finn just looks at her, looks at them. And he's jealous because he wants Poe. And then he's him. really upset. And, he Finn, he, and he's just in the corner watching. He no, and Finn, and then Ren, it's bigger. Yeah, I mean, Ren <laughs> looks, at, looks at, you know, Oscar Isaac and, and sees how, how handsome he is. And, and he, he makes coitus. Uh, and then po, uh, Finn gets very upset. Uh, and instead of defending against the worm, he then kills Poe. Ooh. Uh, and then, po? uh, well, yeah, and then they all die. <laughs> they all die. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to say in this. I'm sorry. I let, me butter, let me butterfly effect it for you guys, okay? Thank Here's you. my thoughts. Thank you, please. Okay, so originally when Ray's like, no, 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 nobody, nobody shoot. And she kills the, the worm. And then the worm likes, oh, like, thank you. Let me reveal to you a way out that was otherwise blocked to you people. Ah. So they go up immediately, right? And then they find Ochi's ship. And then they go in Ochi's ship. And Ray senses that Kylo is around. So she goes out to confront Kylo. Finn says, oh, tell Ray to get back in here. Chewbacca goes out. And right as Chewbacca goes out, the Knights of Ren are there. So they take Chewbacca and they take him prisoner, right? So if Ray doesn't decide to do the Jedi thing, but also the opposite of what every other hero in the Star Wars like saga has done, like there's always a monster, but they always kill him. Mm-hmm. Ray is different because she heals him. So if, if they just kill this slug and they don't find their way out right then, maybe they have to search through the tunnels to find a different way out miles from there. They don't go mm-hmm. right out from Ochi's ship. Ren isn't right there. The Knights of Ren don't uh, take Chewbacca. So Chewbacca is never captured. I don't know. It just unravels from there. It's a very different outcome, right? It could be. I mean, it, it could be. But I mean, I think if they... If they would have killed the worm, they would have gotten out the same place had the worm... But the worm knocked it out of its like the worm was like let me show you it was like where the worm was coiled up so if they killed the worm the worm's body is there they're not the worm the worm didn't bang his head on the ceiling is it a slug or a worm it's a worm it's a worm yes okay Okay. it's like it's like it's like a basilisk from Harry Potter I thought it was a graboid (laughs) I thought tremor (laughs) tremor fucking those things were cool Kevin Bacon was dope. Kevin Bacon oh, just shows movie. up. <laughs> I, I I also have a, a a thing from Pisana too. Like, what what if Lando had decided to not stay on that planet? Hmm. So they are confronted by that one First Order trooper, and what? How long do you think that First Order trooper lasts if Lando doesn't doesn't uh, arrow him in the eye? Right, but you look at what Lando did. He brought the entire army in at the end. I thought Leia told Lando to go there. To go where? To Pisana. No, he stayed there after Luke. Uh, He was helping Luke. Oh, they were looking for Ochi, so he just stayed there? Yeah. 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 So if 
So if Lando's not there, first of all, then Lando gives them the the heads up and points them to Ochi. So they just run into the first order, probably have, and then they have the first order troopers chasing them, but they have no reference of where to go. Right. But Lando also didn't answer the call at the end of the last Jedi as well. When everyone else was. Because he was there partying on Pasana. It was Lando who they, brought in everybody else, like all the, the people. That's why that's why they're like, oh, it's just people. Yeah, Lando the wasn't there. But maybe he didn't get the signal, like whatever the signal that they were sending out, he didn't get. But he still had the capability on his own to blast out to the rest of the galaxy. But he, he didn't have incoming. He had outgoing tech. tech. Right? Yeah, he had, uh, it's well, like with I mean, text messaging back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you think I mean Motorola two way pager. Even today, pager. like someone text someone texting you don't res- and you don't respond. They're like, bro, I know you're on your phone, fucking twenty four seven. Right. Um, but if if he if he's not there, like I mean, you, you assume like the entire galaxy knows at this point. Like you look at the opening crawl, the dead speak. They know Palpatine's back. Right. So, um, and there's no one out there to send a message, uh, a cry for help. It was it was literally Lando who brought the people, as the Allegiant General said, which leads into my next hypothetical. Um, but uh, yeah, if if he wasn't there, I don't think. I don't think things would have happened as they as they unfolded. I think that the last order would have would have gotten out of Mexico. Hmm. Oh hmm. shit! Yeah, because he wouldn't have brought the army. They wouldn't have been able to stop him. Right. Even if Palpatine dies, the last order still gets out. Maybe. I mean, Finn might have still taken. Finn probably would have still taken down that uh, destroyer. I got one, Josh. All right, let's hear it. So when we heard that uh, the remnants of the Death Star 2 were falling down to a moon of Endor, or Endor, uh, and then we saw a, a, a second teaser of uh, waves of an ocean moon or planet uh, with the Death Star 2 remnants being there, what I wished for was for my fucking man, Wicket, to fucking pull in on like a Viking ship with a bunch of Ewoks, <laughs> with a bunch of Ewoks, and fucking pick Ray up. Like, well, Ray's like all crying and sad, like I need to get the Wayfinder. And then fucking Wicket rolls up and pulls up the Ewok flag with his son and his wife. And he's like, he gets on and then he fucking takes him on his fucking Endor Viking ship over to the remnants. And then he has a little device in his hand and he shows Ray that it's basically a, a a hollow image of the end of Return of the Jedi of a picture of, you know, Luke, Leia, Han, uh, R2, 3PO, Chewbacca, Wicket that like, yo, I've been through this before. And uh, I'm gonna help you out. It's it's super fan theory, but that would have been dope. I would, I would awesome. only change one thing. I would add one thing to that, Mikey. What? Randomly, the Ewoks just have a dress for Ray, and she puts on a new dress and she braids her hair. <laughs> and they change her hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And cool. then she sh- she shows up in front of the love of her life with like braided hair. And then the first thing that Ben says is like, "Your hair's different." 
and 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 they take Dio and BB-8 as God sacrifices. And you know what? After like, can't you and put three plays the whole oh. fucking Return of the Jedi movie? No, it, it could be that could be that could be it, Mikey. She, he go, uh, she meets up with Kylo, and yeah. it kind of plays on that moment from The Force Awakens where right. where uh, where Han's like, "Your hair is different." And then Leia's like, "Oh my god, different jacket!" And he's like, "No, same jacket." So, so Kylo could Total be like, Your is different," and she could be like, "Different, ro- you know, same robe." And he's like, "No, no, different, different cape." Different oh, cape. JJ, you needed all of us on the set. <laughs> all all oh, five. Yeah. Of, you needed all five of us on the set, bro. Like, <laughs> holy <did>. shit! And then <laughs> he oh, just I, turns this- right there and then. <laughs> I'm sorry, my laugh sucks. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my god. Oh, Sean, you got a hypothetical for episode nine? Oh, uh, I don't. I mean, I have another one for the prequels, but we'll save that for another Good time. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to hear it now. You want to hear it? Well, actually, you should. Uh, yeah, I do. Actually, fucking go. Right, hold on. <laughs> fucking hold on. go. Let's- let, let me let me do one more episode nine one, and then right. Sean, you go to your prequels. We'll, we'll, we'll end with that. All right. All right. Uh, so. This has to do Casey when uh, when Casey was up and uh, we drove back to Chicago and literally on our way back to Chicago, Casey read the Visual Dictionary to Episode Nine out loud oh, to the both of us. And that's why I love Beaumont Finn, dude. He is the greatest kid. Beaumont Kin, yes. But um, so here's the thing. So even in Episode Nine, Leia had the vision, right? She said she had a vision in that flashback that at the end of her training, her son would die, right? Yeah. And that's why she didn't finish her training. She forsook her lightsaber, her Jedi training. But she said that she foresaw that somebody would finish her training for her and take up that lightsaber. So Ray does that, right? Yeah. And at the end of Ray's training or her journey, Kylo still dies. Yeah. So let me let me pose this to you guys. If Leia had finished her training, would Ben have died? Because was it like every other um vision like anakin had a vision that his wife was going to die in childbirth and because of all the steps he took having that vision she did die in childbirth if he had just done nothing and stuck to the status quo she wouldn't have died if he hadn't have like went crazy and turned to the dark side she wouldn't have died so if leia had just finished her training despite that vision would kylo have died would kylo have turned to the dark side if she was a jedi master I think that he, I, I, I feel like he might, I mean, death is a natural part of life. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, di- but um, died at the end of the training. Did, did said, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think. die at the end of her training and essentially I, I, Ray took that over. I think he would have, tra- I think she would have trained him herself. Right. Which he wouldn't have died at the end of her training then because <laughs> once she was able to train somebody, he'd be dead. Right. But if something right. would happen as it happened with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Um, if she were to be killed while they were out on some sort of adventure or quest or what have you, I think uh, I think he would have did what Anakin did to the Tusken Raiders on Tatooine when they had his mom. I think he would have went crazy and went to the dark side anyway. Hmm. But if that hadn't happened? It, if. It's so hypothetical. Would she have still, I mean, even if he had felt the pull of the dark side, would she have pulled something like a Luke and had that tempor- temporary lapse in judgment and try to kill 
Kylo was just acting no. as, a cat- as a further catalyst. I don't think that would have. And, yeah. and then, and then here's, and here, here's a bigger question, right? So in episode nine, it was all about the diet of the forest, right? So Luke and Leia would have been a dyad too. Would the Emperor's plans have been, uh, you know, happened sooner? Would they have found Exegol? Would he have stolen their life force just from Luke and Leia? Luke and Leia beat the Emperor at that point in time on Exegol. Ooh, I think they could have. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mikey, what do you think? If Leia had finished her training and not stopped because of the vision she had, Mm. was it a self-fulfilling prophecy, like Padme dying, or not? I think it would have wound up the same way. You think that Uh, if she finished her training, he would have died at the end of her training? Yes, I believe that. Because I think the prophecy of the Chosen One would have wound up the same way that the Wills wanted it to whether uh, she finished or not. Ray, Ray took the banner because she stopped. If she kept going, she would have taken the place and Ray's destiny would have continued in a different path. Hmm. And then what would have happened with, so Ray still would have been stuck on Jakku, hypothetically. Not, no, oh, I mean, I can't, I can't explain the destiny that would have happened, but Leia may have needed... Because- because Leia there, may been, have, there, there wouldn't have been a map to Skywalker. Leia may have needed a help of from the Force of someone else who is Force sensitive, and and realized she couldn't do this herself. Right, but there were other there were other Jedi that yeah. Luke was training at that point in time. The only well, reason Ray I thought they were dead, I thought they were dead though. Only right, they were of dead, but <clears throat> because of Kylo, yeah. So if if you're saying that Leia finishes her training and Kylo dies at the end of it, Kylo dies at like right. Kylo dies, he's not even born at that point. So, like, Kylo dies, like, a year or two. Uh, he's an infant, and he dies. No, I'm saying that, like, Leia finishes her training. Luke continues with his school. Ben still goes dark. Those Jedi die. Luke goes into exile. Leia is still dealing with her loss of the New Republic and being the leader of that, and then feels the Force send her to Jakku, and then finds Rey... To help her as a Padawan, so Lay, so Ray is Leia's Padawan, and the same outcome happens. But Ben kills her, her his mom. I mean, I, I, you know, that's that's fair enough to say. But I think that if she had completed her training, she would have helped Luke. Right, she wouldn't even been to find to right? find to find these because Luke Luke went around to find things like the uh, like in the Padawans. Comic. In, yep. in the comic Kylo Ren, right? Yes. What What was the leader? Well, who was the girl who ran the Jedi archives? Jocasta knew. Yeah. yeah. She She survived that, by the way. Yeah, but she but, died uh, in the Vader comic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Read that. Read that. But uh, so I think I think she helps Luke do that stuff. I don't think she because of, I I don't think she takes up the rebellion lead until maybe it needs to actually happen. And um, so, yeah, like I said, like uh, Ray would have never gotten off of Jakku if it wasn't for the map to Skywalker. If he didn't go into mm. exile, he wouldn't have gone into exile mm. if he still had his sister by his side. And he would have had students too. He could have had Leia out searching for other students, and maybe not even train. But that was what my my point was that like Leia would have found Ray as her student if they split, and so I think they would. Ray was destined 
to meet up with Leia. But yes. Luke, but but Luke didn't find Ray, and he's about yes. the same. Age, he's about she's about the same age as Kylo. Hmm. Yes, but if we watch the films, and if well, if that didn't happen, or if Leia if Leia didn't give up, uh, I still feel like they're with with the content we know now, and we we're drawing it back. I feel like there's always going to be a connection between Leia and Ray. So Luke takes Ben and they start their school and they go off following the Sith holocrons and, and getting the data and the, the history they need and, and building their school. I still think that Leia and Ray would be before Luke and Ray. Yeah. Cause you're saying Casey that Leia would have then been helping her find Jedi. I think it's right. fair to say I, that. I, I don't think, I don't think it would have happened at Jakku, though, because even Han Solo says Jakku, that junkyard. And if you look back, even at the prequels, when Qui-Gon finds Anakin, he tells Shmi, if he'd been born in the Republic, he'd have been discovered sooner. And that's at the right. point in time when there's tons right. of Jedi. Right. Now there's only two. There's Luke and Leia. And they're mm. out finding Jedi. They're not going to go to Jakku to find a Jedi. No, but, but but it may not be Jakku, but what I'm saying is like the spiritual connection would be more with Leia than Luke. What if what if Chad Palpatine says <laughs> I know of Leia or what he takes uh you know the Jedi the Jedi order isn't in shambles or whatever at this point. So he takes Rey to Leia and Luke instead of just dumping her on Jakku. He goes straight to Luke and says, "Look, I'm trying to get away from my daddy." And he's trying to get her hold of Ray, help me out. And Ray gets dropped at the feet of Leia at that point. Right. And, and maybe Ray's parents don't even die at that point because Luke and Leia can offer them safe haven. Mm. Yeah, see, well, that, see, that's, that, that's why hypotheticals are dangerous, man. <laughs> All right, Sean. Seaners. Yeah. Well, hold on. Because like, I have one that will literally only take two minutes before oh, we get into Sean's that will take fucking two hours. No, no. Mine's going to be quick. Uh, but go ahead. I, oh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Because that affects the entire saga. Fill the vape. Do it. Do it. Fill your vape. Do it now. You know what, Pappas? I don't smoke cigarettes. Do it. So. Neither. <laughs> Dude, I'm vaping. Vape. I'm vaping. Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm vaping this whole time, bro. <laughs> I know. I, I hear That's you. I'm fucking with him. I know. They need to call, they need to call, they need to call me Darth Vapor. <laughs> but uh, so my my little question that I only want to take like one minute to do before we get into Sean's thing because it's going to affect the entire saga. Um, for, just for episode nine, it, what if Hux actually was convincing? And uh, actually convince the Allegiant General that he was overpowered. I can clear that up for you real quick. So you're saying Hux is still a spy, but he lets him go, but he convinces General Pride. I think that, yeah, so he's still alive and he still wants them to fail. So he can no longer get messages out because everything's happening on Mexico now. So Finn, Poe, right? They all escape like they would, like they did anyway, right? Hux just says, tells General Pride, like, hey, look, um, they were able to overpower me. They got out. They still go to Exegol. Uh, Finn still tries to take out the tower in Exegol, but they transfer it to the ship. So they still board the ship with all those ore box or whatever, the new horsey things. And <laughs> and when they blow up the the uh, the bridge with Pride, instead of just Pride blowing up, we get Hux also blows up and gets fried like pride. Fried like pride. 
I'll accept it. It's different in my mind, but I don't want to go in. I want to hear. No, go for it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shawners. Do it. Well, no, hold on. Casey's going to. You want to talk about human vision would happen differently? Do it. Do it. Do it. Somewhere, somewhere right now, Papas' wife is just getting turned on. She doesn't even know why. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's just, she's like a, the Nile River. She's very upset with me. It's fine. She's upstairs. Stroke it. Um, Jenny, <laughs> do, it. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I My think, little uh, green friend. <laughs> do is, it. Wow, that is actually really good. I think uh, so. He would have had to convince them in a way that was obviously not just getting shot in the leg or the arm or whatever. He would have been unconscious with the other dead troopers were. Um, Shoot me I th- here. I think that he could have disabled the tracker that was in the command ship after the uh, the actual beacon or whatever okay. that was disabled on the planet of Mexico. I think he could have disabled that. And um, I think he could have been used. I think he could have been used better with Finn to turn more stormtroopers to the good side. I know it came out that he I'll just push wants back Ky- on that. He just wants Kylo to lose or whatever. Right? Yeah, that's why I push back on that. Yeah, I mean, so like he doesn't like, but it's, but he's still first order. I think that he could have became part of the resistance. And still had a high status and stuff like that. If if everything worked out in his favor, which it didn't, obviously. Here, here's why I push back on that. Sean, you got anything to say about that? No, go ahead. Mikey, you got anything to say? Oh, dude. All right. Here's why I push back on that because, like you said, Huck said the only reason he was doing this because is because he wanted Kylo to lose. He didn't want Kylo to come out on top of the first order. Right. At the point of Exegol, Kylo had already gone AWOL. And Palpatine had already contacted the acting leader of the First Order, which at that point was General Pride, which I I expect it would have been General Hux. Because Palpatine, as Snoke, was contacting Hux one-on-one. Palpatine knew exactly who uh, who Hux was, right? Because he's just talking to Snoke. Snoke's just his... Very nice. Right, but he doesn't know that he is. Uh, but he know he knows, so he would know that Kylo that he has his feud with Kylo. Right. So, so at this point, Kylo has gone AWOL, and he contacts the leader of the First Order and says, "The uh, the Princess of Alderaan has disrupted my plans because he knows that she has gotten Kylo to turn away from him, to divert from the dark side." So, at that point. If Kylo's diverted from the dark side, Kylo's not in the picture for the First Order anymore because he's Ben Solo again. Hux is one. Hux isn't going to do anything to help the Resistance. Hux but he is still, back but he still in the has, good races. But he, but he was still part of the group that formed the First Order in general. Right. So you would think that the elite, that that the First Order troopers would rally behind somebody, not right. just the Allegiant General. It could be him. That's what I'm saying. So Hux wouldn't be helping. At that point, after he lets them go, if he isn't killed by General Pride, he isn't going to be a spy for the Resistance anymore because Kylo is out of the picture and Kylo is part of the enemy now. Right, but he's also not going to help because at this point in time, he'd already be on Exegol. Like they go basically to Exegol. Right, but they already know. After that, well, no, it's because right after that is when they destroy Kajimi. He'd want to get the fuck out of there, dude. I think he goes. I think he goes hardcore. 
uh, Hitler style again with like his speech on in the force awakens he's like all for it he's sold it you know he's sold out for the first order and now here's palpatine he's going to be even more sold out for palpatine no i don't think he'll go no because he wants control i think he would want nothing to do with the last order Uh, i don't know i think he he was sold out he was all for working under snoke he just didn't like kylo in particular sure so i think that he would be sold out working for Palpatine as long as that meant he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the first order that he grew up with. He just wants uh, Kylo to fail. So if Kylo's already left and failed and he has the opportunity to align with the last order and take out Kylo and take out all his friends that Kylo Ben has now aligned himself with, he's going to do and, it. And still have a position of power. But, have a position. Then, but, then, but then again, he, he's still alive. Right. He lives. And then it's him that gets blasted out the window, like you said. It could it could go either way. He could he could he could defect. You never right. know. Sean, I feel like if you would have talked to Beaumont, he would have defected. <laughs> let's hear it, Sean. All right, last one of the night. So let's go back to episode three. Yoda walks into Palpatine's chambers and confronts him. Still, that, that still little, happens. A little green friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does that whole thing still. <laughs> they they have their fight. They go into the Senate chambers. They're doing the whole thing. Palpatine shoots his force lightning just like he did. Yoda absorbs the energy. Kind of they, they they shoot it back at each other and they fall back. And as we can remember, Yoda falls back one direction, Palpatine goes back another. Palpatine is able to kind of catch himself on like a guardrail, right? That's the direction he went back as a guardrail. Yoda goes back almost claws like claws it in the metal almost catches himself but can't quite falls all the way to the ground what if yoda had gone you know if there had been a guardrail on that little pod on yoda's side freaking guardrails in star wars man and and, and he had caught himself and the battle continued uh, would would palpatine still have came out on top or what if yoda had won what if he didn't fall to the bottom of the senate chambers I, re- I really like this one because if you if you watch it back, I think Palpatine's standing inside of the actual yes. Senate pod, yep. and Yoda's standing on top. If Yoda was standing inside, kind of like what Sean was saying, if if because Yoda's tiny, if he was standing inside, he'd been blasted back into the seat. He'd been fine. If Yoda was able to be there, good God, oh. does he beat Palpatine? Papas, what do you think? I think whatever George Lucas thinks, and George Lucas thought that. Uh, uh, hypothetical. Well, at this point, we'll take your little green friend. Wow! Why won't you I die? Think that my story continues. <laughs> I think to I think- be told a later day. And the little green man falls. <laughs> I think I I think Yoda could have taken him. I think Yoda had him beat. Yeah. I think Yoda could have taken him on uh, level ground. Yeah, high I the think high ground, not the Yoda- high ground, not <laughs> yeah, the high ground. Had the high ground. Exactly, oh. bro. And, and 
Poetry, poetry again. But it all, it all comes back to the damn high ground. Po- poetry again, and there's more than just that. And then uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. I can, I can give you high ground throughout nine movies anyway. But like, yeah. So Yoda, Palpatine on like an even in a, on a gym floor, on like a basketball gym floor. Yeah, probably. You know, Yodi, Yodels, Yodels would have got, would got a stab in. Um, but uh, in that situation, he owned the Senate. The Senate is mine. I, I always, um, I think I said on a previous episode, you know, like when the fight starts off, they're down at his little office, right? And yeah. then Palpatine jumps on that like uh, rising podium thing. So Yoda mm. follows him, and then it rises but, up into the rotunda. Yeah, high what ground. If, what, if, yeah, what if Palpatine jumps up on there and Palpat and, and Yoda just stays on the ground? He's like, oh, I'm gonna fight you down here. <laughs> he just goes up. I like, mean, uh, poetry, yeah, poetry. But, 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 yeah, high ground. Yoda could have cut down that podium. He should have. Yeah. But think to the beginning of that battle. Palpatine wanted to leave. Right? He didn't yeah. want that fight. He didn't yeah. want. Yeah. Exactly. He was. He was running. Why leave? Like. Yoda was the aggressor, but when you get to the Senate, and then this is all metaphoric, right? And when you are the Senate. Right. So, <laughs> but it's, it's all metaphor. It's all Shakespearean and old uh, myth, mythology. When Palpatine gets to the, 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 uh, the Senate or the Senator sphere, whatever the fuck. Rotunda. Uh, he, he, gets, he gets more power because he owns that Senate. Um, and, and Yoda's fighting him That's his home in, field. Yoda's fighting him, uh, uh, yeah, uh, in home ground and, and, and also the high ground and, yeah. and that, that, that poets, that poets to the Anakin and the Obi-Wan fight. And I, I, I had never thought about both those concepts before. That's very, I mean, think about it. Star Wars is poetic and it mirrors itself. Um, it all rhymes. Think about that. Yeah. Think about what I just said. That's all. Oh, man. Pappas, you're going to have to come on to another podcast because I told I'm you not even sober that. right now. Wait till I'm sober. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not so, I'm not sober either, but you have to come on another one because I told Josh I have like an hour and a half long rant that I can go on by myself about how the sequel trilogy mirrors different episodes. Yeah, dude. George. George did everything for a reason. From a storyteller's perspective, he's right, really no, bad at directing. Right, but like, what I was saying though is that the sequel trilogy, like seven, eight, and nine, they do mirror very important aspects of the other episodes that came before. But in the internet age and stuff, and people growing and yeah, and things like because I told I, in, the, in one of our very first podcasts, I, I had said that. Star Wars A New Hope, even Empire, the favorite, could not be made today. No. Yeah, it wouldn't have been accepted. No, it, it would not be made today. Who is the it's, emperor? It's campy and it's, and it's stupid today. But it's still a fan favorite for good reason. And if you look at the sequel trilogy, it, it does have things that mirror things in a very specific way. That is for n- not for me to discuss at this point in time because we'll be here till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Casey's time. I'll do that with you on shrooms on the side if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Celebration. Um, yeah, if you want, yeah, I'm down. Celebrate good times. 
Come on. But guys. Oh, hey. Uh, so go ahead. Finish. Finish. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and finish, Case, with your little green friend. Uh no, I, I think I think Yoda even in the Senate should in the pod if Yoda had not fallen. I think Yoda It all comes down to physics, right? It's just because he was physically smaller. He's always saying size matters. No, No, I disagree. He was was standing on the top, like the side of the actual pod, dude. Palpatine was inside. He got blown out. Yeah, but he was only standing on the outside because he was so small and he was trying to have more of an eye level with Palpatine. (laughs) Geography, not physics. Physics is he's smaller, you lose. Geography is lower. I'm saying physics too because he got blown away farther. It was the same blast. Like shock he got blown away farther because he's standing on the fucking edge of the pod, dude. And he's smaller. And he's smaller. Yeah. You don't know how much he weighs. Maybe he's just super dense. Very dense. He's yeah, exactly. Very, he's like my son. Fell. He's very small, but he's <laughs> like he's smaller than Grace, my my daughter, but he weighs about as much as Grace because he's just like an animal. <laughs> right, but, but if he was in the pod, he would have been blasted into <laughs> the back of the pod, not out of it. He would have blasted into the seat or something. you when you need him. Where's Tim? <laughs> He's drunk and passed out, I'm sure. <laughs> Whereas we're drunk and arguing Star Wars. Right. That's the better way to be. But like Yoda lost without the high ground. Palpatine had the high ground. And then all of a sudden, 15 minutes later, Obi-Wan says, yep. I have the high ground. It's poetic. Yeah. And, and then you could trace it. Then there's traces and footprints and 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 fingerprints back to all of star wars and the trilogies that i just want to prove that like lucas has a better imagination from uh his his mentors and the ones he looked up to all the way to shakespeare sure sure does that make sense the high ground ground in episode six the high ground in episode six is when luke kicks vader down the stairs and Vader's like, Obi-Wan has trained you well. Because he's looking up at Luke at the freaking high ground. <laughs> no, but even the lightsaber throw, like the lightsaber throw, Luke yes. lost. And then yeah. Palpatine is the reason that Vader won. But Vader winning is Luke winning because yeah. father and son. So think about that, guys. Like no, George, is, George is smarter than, than we think. You know what I mean? You're, you're right. But Pappas, the, the hypothetical is – if Yoda had not fallen. Oh, he would have crushed him. Exactly. Yeah. He would have crushed him. Exactly. All right, guys. Yoda, Yoda was the bamf. So I've got uh, my Yorkshire Terrier here sleeping next to me, looking at me like, when are you going to stop talking about Star Wars? My wife is pissed off at me upstairs. So I think I need to go. Didn't, but didn't you just go into the city with her? I fucking love you guys. No, she came home about 10 minutes ago. I love you guys. Yep. Mikey, tell, awesome. us, tell us where we can, where we can, uh, where we can follow you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is the, probably the most of you who are listening are on Twitter, at Maximum Paps. Um, and you can find me uh, on Facebook at Rogue One, W-O-N, Army, A-R-M-Y. Uh, it's a group on Facebook. And uh, you can find our podcast at Rogue One Pod on Twitter. And we're on uh, iTunes and Google Play. And Johnny's at Rogue One Pod. Uh, and Josh is my new buddy. And I'm going to text him every day because I love him. <laughs> I love you too, man. 
Love well, you too, it's bro. Unfortunate. I thought I thought we were friends now by by the end of this. Oh, but, uh, dude, man, Casey, Casey, you and I are are, uh, are buddies. Just hit me up, <laughs> Casey. You can find me on all the things I just mentioned. I'm gonna go to sleep because <laughs> my wife is pissed, and I'm about five Stellas deep, and my dogs are pissed at me. So I gotta go. All right, Mikey, we love you. All right, guys. I look forward to talking with you again. All right, born and raised. Born and raised. (laughs) The magnificent and prodigious Michael Peppis. That was fun. That was a good cast. That was a long cast. Casey, where can everybody like and follow you? C. Schreffler on Instagram. That is C-S-C-H-R-E-F-F as in Frank, L-E-R. That is probably the best place to find me. Mr. Sean Sullivan. You can find me right here every once in a while on Talking Sith Pod. <laughs> every once in a while. Darth Tedious. That's very funny because I just joined Twitter today, literally an hour and a half ago, at Darth Tedious. That's Darth T E E D I U S. Tedious. Darth Tedious. And I am Josh Roach, and you can follow us all and myself at the Talking Sith Podcast across all social media platforms. And you can email us at talkingsithpod at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are, what your hypotheticals are, what your theories are. Any questions, we will try to tackle them as best as we can. And everybody, may that dark side be with you. Always. Good. (laughs) Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.